Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 187, your once-weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm John. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. This is a PG-13 show, and all Super Chats are read on the air so long as they meet those criteria. And if you want to join the Super Secret Chat and the even more Super Secret After Party, think about joining the Patreon or Float Plane. Links are both down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to my Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and keep the party going on there all week long. Mm, party. <clears throat> That's right. Whoop, whoop. It is a party. It is getting huge in there. There are channels popping up. I'm like, where did this come from? I don't even remember talking, seeing this before. <laughs> uh, the hoo-hoo. Uh, did you uh, see that someone modified uh, Michael Jackson's pronouns on Instagram? Now it just says hee hee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that makes me happier than it should. Better joke than you started with. <laughs> fine, fine. Oh, welcome everyone related. to the show. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, how's it going, John? Um, Seeing as how I, you haven't been on the show for like a month. I know, I know. Uh, gosh, I... I I actually today is probably the one day I feel kind of rejuvenated back of just from all of the chaos of what's been going on. Yeah. In the past couple of weeks of just traveling, dealing with a four year old, mm-hmm. um, just a lot of outdoor work or like, you know, kind of hurt myself doing some work. So, you know, you need a couple of days to recover. <laughs> right. And it was just like, oh, <laughs> I'm tired. And or like the wife wants you to like oh hang this up for me so you spend all saturday uh-huh. doing the man list <laughs> do it doing the honeydew chores yeah yeah the honeydew chores um and then, you know it's just like uh, i just want some peace to myself and then for some reason and i don't know why but the past like three nights my son has just woken up like five o'clock yeah on the dot and Oof. just like comes in and it's like dad i want i want to sleep with you now i was like Oh, that just woke me up. That's I got to get up in an hour and you need to sleep for at least two more hours. So, you know, and then he's in there and he's constantly moving. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, you're not getting any sleep. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm fine. You're fine. You're fine. I'm, fine. I'm normal. John, when I ask, I'm just looking for, a, oh yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing about me, Jeff. I I tell it like it is. That's right. That's right. I cut yeah. I cut like life like a knife. You always complain that no one asks, well, how is Hops? Oh, uh, <laughs> John cut like a knife so hard he dropped the stream. Great. Uh, well, in that case, hi, everyone. Apparently, it's just me now. Uh, we were about to do some beer introductions, so hopefully... Uh, John will be back very shortly because I wanted to rub his nose in these ones a little bit. Uh, anyway, we do have a super chat from JDerp, $4.99. Thank you so much, JDerp. Uh, Hops and Brews is a stonks master, LOL. Good evening, craft and gents. Craft and friends, excuse me. Uh, good evening, JDerp. 
<laughs> Bye, Felicia. Yeah, I needed to make sure I was actually still streaming, and yes, indeed, I am. Uh, always worries me when all of a sudden John just dies. Uh, I don't think it was me, but we'll we'll double check here. Uh, looks like Zoom may have just uh, died. Hold on. Hold on. We'll get John back. Okay. Meeting. John, John, are you there? Hello. John, there he is. There I am. I, uh, oh wait, hang on. Start video. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I, I hit my power brick with my foot. Ah, that would and, do it. Uh, so I, I guess I must have left the laptop on sleep mode for the past <laughs> three weeks and it, it finally died. Yeah. And, uh, usually it'll it'll last if I if I that ever happens the battery lasts. Well, I, I guess not. Nope. So uh, <laughs> nope. Uh, so, this nice professional like show we have going on here. <laughs> I fidget with my feet, Jeff. I'm a drummer. You know that. I can never stay still. Welcome back from the commercial break, everyone, to episode 187 of Talking Heads here on Craft nope. Computing. It would have been a perfect time for you to do an ad. It it would have been, <laughs> but contractually, that's not where they go. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, after that, I could use a beer. I could as well. Excellent. Uh, let's see. You know what? Everyone else always goes first. I'm going to go first this time because I feel like going first. That sounds great. And while Jeff is going, go ahead and uh, give us a shout out. What are you guys drinking in the chats? It doesn't have to be alcoholic, non-alcoholic, anything at all. It can even be water, tea, coffee, whatever. Let us know. Anything is welcome here. And uh, yeah, we'll give some early show shout outs. Uh, so we all love Anchorage. It's it's one of our favorite breweries. Uh, me times two this week. Oh, so, very nice. Uh, first up, we have a Nervous. Uh, and this is an 8.4% double dry hopped with cashmere and strata hops, uh, which sounds excellent. This one I am definitely looking forward to. This is the Self-Destruct Double IPA. Yes, I've had that. Also clocking in at 8.4%, dry hopped four times. Oh. Yeah. Nice. So if you want a hop bomb, there it is. I, I, uh, I, uh, be careful. You know, with those, you might get that little acidic burn. That's all so, right. That's all right. I'm going to go with uh, something a bit more local. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, uh, one of our staple favorites, a uh, Fort George. Oh, oh, good old three-way. Yeah. Good old three-way. The brand new one just came out. So, nice. Uh, Fort George does a once-a-year collaboration with two other breweries. And so this is Moonraker Brewing and uh, Vert Vertical? Virtual? The logo is so tiny, I can't, I can't <laughs> read. Um. Vertal, Vertal Brewing. So, anyways, so it's coming in at 7.3%. Uh, it is a hazy IPA. Nice. So. Very cool. Uh, varietal Brewing. Varietal. Yeah, Thank you. Mo Moonraker Brewing, Varietal Beer Company. Uh, uh, those are the two this year. They've also done previous collaborations with Georgetown, Melvin, and Barley Browns. Oh, yeah, they've done a lot. They did a, a three-way, or... um. 
I think a um, great notion too last year or something. Yeah, like yeah, last year's was great notion. That's right. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean the the font is I, you probably can't. I mean the camera. Never. Mind. I'm not yeah. even gonna try. <laughs> but it it is tiny. So, but what I do love is all the three way logos are usually recently now all music related. Yeah. So they do some kind of. There it is. Yep. So I gotcha. Um, there we go. There we go. <laughs> We're back to that professional show thing. At least we can ah. pretend. <laughs> you, you seem to be enjoying that one quite a bit. It is actually, I really like it because I already had this before and I liked it. I, I was kind of disappointed the last two years because they try going out of the norm the last couple of years where they did variants. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, every every month we're gonna release a, a different one with a hop focus on this hop," and mm. so I was like, ah, "These are all hit and misses." And then two years ago, the yeast string got infected, so everything was bad. Um, <laughs> and uh, so this year, it's kind of like back to basics, and mm. it's a very nice hazy IPA. It's it's a little odie, but it doesn't have that big hop burn to it, and it's actually really cheap. It's all I got them for about three bucks a can. That ain't bad. And so I went and got a four pack. And so I was like, oh, this is good stuff. Very nice. It's just nice. If you're looking for like a hazy West Coast beer, this is a nice little hazy West Coast beer. Nice. Yeah, this one, uh, this one's just ever so slightly hazy. Um, yep. But uh, delicious flavor. Uh, so I had, uh, this This is going to be a close call, I think, at the end of this beer. We'll see how the next one goes. Um, I had a beer over the weekend when I was doing my my server motherboard swap uh, that was Surly Brewing. Uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on the name right now uh, on the specific brew that I had. But uh, I said at the end of that video, that is my all-time favorite hazy IPA. Because oh, yeah, big claims. yeah, that, no, that very very big claim. Because and and we talk about this every time there's a hazy on the show. But uh, if you've had one hazy, you've pretty much had all hazies because mm -hmm. it's it's all the same types of ingredients, and the acid burn is really really difficult to tone down. Uh, this oh dumpster fire, the 2020 Dump dumpster fire. Oh, okay, I guess um, it was a furious, but yeah, yeah, they they toned it down so much. That all of a sudden, all those other flavors that you know are present and, and you get in those first two to three ounces, those flavors were present throughout. And and while the acid was kind of there, it was more just like the citrusy, like biting into a lemon, not not a, not sucking on an atomic warhead for six hours. Like, it's it's the difference in intensity of that of that acid. Oh, so you, you had Dumpster Fire 2020. Yeah. It's a smoked beer. It's a smoked IPA. It said hazy on it. No, oh, uh, yeah. no, uh, 2017. There, there's a 2017 oh. variant. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. That's the smoked IPA. Uh, no, th this one was a uh, was simply a hazy. Uh, oh, okay. I, I see. It. I see it yeah. right here. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The first one was named for an actual dumpster fire, and so they made it taste like a dumpster fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they, yeah. They, they did smoking to it, but uh, yeah, no, that beer was fantastic, and. If the haze hangs back on this one like it is so far, this is going to be up there with that, um, because it is it's that that thick, almost like pie berry kind of 
kind of thickness and fruit flavor to oh, it. Oh, yeah. With just a little bit of that citrus hanging out on top. It's not like, ooh, I can taste like these really rich flavors in there. And then just like I'm sucking on a warhead for <laughs> for however oh, long. God. Yeah, And I eventually know. the warhead wins out. Um, that, that dumpster fire and then this one, they're trending the other direction. So. Oh, no, I know. I... Anchorage, Anchorage, they do solid, solid IPAs. I mean, mm -hmm. most of the, I don't, I think maybe one beer I was like, eh, I don't like it. And it was like their Pilsner, mm -hmm. um, you know, cause yeah. like, oh, this is just too hoppy for a Pilsner, but they do hot profiles really, really well Yes, at Anchorage. Um, yeah, I think, I think you would like this Fort George. So, uh, you could, you could go to that grocery store. We all know what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably, probably yeah, I was looking for it to be released. I'll probably swing by and uh, and pick up a four pack now that I know yeah, it's it out. Yeah, it just it just got released. Uh, mm -hmm. I think last week. So uh, it is it is relatively new, fairly new. Very cool. Uh, big big spoon five dollar donation. Thank you so much, spoon. Mm -hmm. uh, just to beat J Derp by a penny. <laughs> uh, One hundred plus watching. Only twenty six likes. Uh, likes. Sheesh. Yeah. Good lord. Only twenty six likes. Sheesh, tough crowd. Yeah, uh, drop this video a like. Why don't yeah. you? Hit like. If you haven't subscribed already, hit that too. For crying out always, loud, you're here. Always hit that notification bell. Always put it on always so you make sure to see all of Jeff's <laughs> stuff. And then another $5 donation from Ryan. Thank you so much, Ryan. Uh, you helped me get a new job and I want to pay it forward. Thanks for everything you do. Dude, that is... That's Awesome. incredible thank you so much for that and i'm glad uh whatever i taught you that it managed to <laughs> fool whoever hired you and <laughs> <laughs> ryan's new job is drinking <laughs> right right he's like oh yeah i can now drink and do computer stuff oh this is great i didn't know that <laughs> he's in a data center cracking a beer they're like what the hell are you doing it's like what it's how he showed me <laughs> yeah this is how jeff builds a server <laughs> No, that is so cool, Ryan. So wh whether I taught you some skills or whether you just got inspired to go out and learn, that's incredible. And thank you so much. And I'm I'm always happy to hear stuff like that. That is super, super cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, we didn't, I don't know if you did it, but anyone else drinking stuff? Uh, we had a couple back here. Uh, oh, Man of Geek chiming in. He's drinking the Las Pinas from Frame. Nice. We were talking earlier. Yeah. Yep. I, I told him I told him to uh, to start with the golden nail there and then take home a a cold brew barrel age. So, and he says he needs to buy more than one of those so he can uh, bring them on over and share them with us, which I oh, totally yeah. agreed with. Yeah, uh, G Pilot is drinking a uh, Adriat Theory Illusions of Safety, a Gose Blueberry Raspberry Mango. Interesting. They do some good. Those uh, that's the one with like the I think it's like a hawk on it and they have different variants. That's good stuff. I've had it before. Yeah, nice. Uh, I I haven't had that particular one. But yeah, I've, I've had, had that a, particular. One, but yeah, I've had a couple. variant. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Miles is drinking milk. That's totally cool. Uh, Ricky right. just started my work shift, so I have iced tea and water. Uh, Richie's got a Dr Pepper cream soda. Those are pretty solid. I usually go for the Dr Pepper cherry vanilla if I if I'm gonna. If I'm going to start getting into the, the weeds on the Dr. Peppers, that's what I go with. Uh, Spoon drinking a Lagunitas Hi-Fi Hops. Excellent. I've had that one. Uh, I don't think you've had. That's the that's the specialty one. Oh, that's the... <laughs> I could have swore I had that one. You're, you're, oh, no. Well, that, that was that, another brewer that did Hi-Fi. That, 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Who, there who there was are that other one? hi-fi hops, uh, but the, the Lagunitas is the specialty one that they, they don't sell in Oregon. Okay. Oh, that's, one, that's that's right. Yeah. Okay. Those, those are the big, big spoon special. Yes. The, <laughs> the California and Colorado only. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which okay. Is, they're pretty good. No, I, I know I've had a hi-fi... Oh, uh, I'm trying to the, think of who made that one. Lagunitas makes like a stereo high or something like that. Huh. And it's a really, really popular beer. Uh, and I know Hi-Fi Hop sounds very familiar to me as well. Yeah. Not Lagunitas, but something else. Right. Like, I know I've had that beer before. Yeah. Uh, but no, all that's coming up is Lagunitas. So it, it had to have been something else that something. just triggered that. Uh, let's see think that's about it uh we do have a five dollar donation from the manic geek thank you so much over there mike uh hi jeff hi john hello hello uh by the way if you liked the keyboard content on my channel go subscribe to manic geek go go give his oh, yeah. channel some love um he does some absolutely fantastic uh keyboard tutorials and breakdowns and reviews of switches and pcbs and uh ins and outs of all the custom mechanical keyboard space so if you enjoy that type of content go go give my man mike uh, a little bit of love i'm sure he would appreciate it oh yeah i mean if if you thought jeff got the bug the fever uh maniac geek has had he's the... where i caught it from yes exactly so <laughs> yeah you, you want to see the origin the patient zero go check out maniac geek <laughs> oh all right let's go ahead and get into today's top story uh, yep. And really the top story for the week, as far as I'm concerned, um, uh, <laughs> to be to be clear, there is a little bit of adult content in this story. Uh, so this is definitely not a <laughs> under age under 13 appropriate uh, part of the talk, but it is an important talk to have nonetheless. Uh, and that is that let's start the conversation with right to repair. I think that's yeah, a great that's a place, place to start it because yeah. that's where I was going to focus this anyway. Um, and you all know me. I am a huge right to repair advocate uh, because, well, it works. It It's what makes the car industry work as yeah. far as you can buy a four-year-old car and still buy parts for it. Uh versus if manufacturers were the only manufacturers and allowed to sell car parts, then let's say we, your 2018 we, you know, Chevy Silverado, the alternator goes out. Guess what? Chevy doesn't make that alternator anymore. I guess you're going to have to buy a new one. Like if you want to talk about the ridiculousness of planned obsolescence, let's look at the automotive industry and just scale things up from the consumer electronics space. Right to repair is a very important thing to have. And there are a couple very, very big uh, antagonists against the right to repair. And they are legislating against uh, these right to repair movements that are cropping up in a couple different states. The biggest of which is Apple. Uh, Apple yeah. uh, famously likes to lock down their devices so they can't be upgraded, accessed in any way, parts swapped out, or long-term repaired by any third-party provider. Uh, they, they are very well known to uh, scour the uh, 
U.S. Customs and and have standing orders with Customs to seize any products using Apple branding or intended for Apple devices. So if you get in remanufactured or refurbished touchscreens, they will seize those as being inauthentic. Even if they're Apple parts, uh, they'll say, no, 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 we didn't send those. Yep. And uh, batteries and PCBs happens all the time. Uh, Apple wants the repair market because they don't want to repair your devices. And they certainly don't want you repairing your devices and saving money. They either want to make $1,000 to replace a screen on a you know, $1,300 iPhone, uh, which if you think that's excessive, guess what? For the iPhone X, when it came out, they charged $700 to replace the screen on a $1,000 phone. Yeah. That's I mean, why your, they want that market. Your, your standard iPhone 6, which was a great phone, could theoretically still be totally fine and acceptable mm -hmm. in today's standards. They don't want that. For no. You. They want you to have this year's model or last year's model. Right. That's it. Right. So Apple is a very big uh, protractor from the right to repair movement. Uh, one of their biggest arguments against the right to repair is focusing on third-party repair shops, that is non-Apple certified, non-OEM certified, selling non-OEM parts to end consumers, saying like, well, you can get the Apple battery for $300, but we have one that'll work for $20. Now careful, it's literally a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go into that story. <laughs> I, I had to throw the reference out there just so people would get it. Um, but I went into the Apple store, one. no, I'm kidding. Um, so, that their their argument is for like consumer safety it is like we don't want uh some consumer you know a, a lifelong apple customer to walk into some shady repair shop and have them you know glue a couple of double a's to the back of an iphone yeah. and then blame apple because of it it's like well no one's that stupid well no, a couple yeah, people are that stupid but society as a whole is not that stupid. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and, and they think their checks and balances are better than the other guy's checks right. and balances. The other, the other argument that they use, uh, and this is one of their, their staple arguments, is, well, if you send an iPhone in to an Apple-certified repair center with Apple staff or Apple-certified contractors under Apple guidance and, and provisioning and, and everything else, uh, data privacy will never become a question. Uh, the integrity of a customer's data is first and foremost in the minds of all Apple personnel, and no one would ever step out of the rank and file and do something as dastardly as, oh, I don't know, leak 10 pictures of a woman uh, in various states of undress and then quickly follow that by a sex video. Oh, and by posting that to her personal Facebook page while yeah. you were in possession of the iPhone, Apple personnel would never do... Wait... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. This just in. That's exactly <laughs> what happened in 2016 at Pegatron, which is the official repair facility for the United States contracted by Apple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, this is this is and kind of like you were saying, it's not even just that they did it. They did it in a malicious way, too. Yes. No, th this is a disgusting violation yeah. of privacy. Uh, and this was on Apple's watch. I mean, let's, let's not mince words here. This is a serious, serious violation of privacy because regardless of what Apple's internal policies 
are. If your employees still have access to the data, that's a problem. And secondly, where were the checks and balances internally inside that facility to make sure something like that doesn't happen? Or that an employee cannot transfer data from a customer device to their own device? You know, because that would be pretty terrible as well. Like, say, an Apple repair employee uh, texting themselves lewd photos from a customer. Oh, wait, that happened in 2015. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, who who's to sit there and say there's not some backup device that they all have that just, oh, I'm not even, I'm just going to back it up onto this thumb drive right. and take it home with me. And now I have this private collection that I will then sell or or whatever do anything that is not going to be publicized or publicly known similar to how un- these were and these this is the this is a very <laughs> horrible disgusting thing right. um and but also it's like how stupid are these people and how stupid is the company for letting something so easily mm-hmm. slip through the cracks right i mean i mean for apple apple is we hide, hide uh, or put them at like a gold standard. You know, there mm-hmm. are two companies, Apple, Microsoft. They're the two big corporate computer, um, you know, whatever, Samsung or um, whatever. Well, we're talking software, so. Software, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, they, they're, they are a gold standard, mm-hmm. a gold standard. And if their checks and balances <laughs> are so easily broken by their security of just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got I got the password because we have to have it for everyone's phone. I'm just going to download it or text it to myself. It's that simple. There's mm-hmm. nothing. There's no one watching them. What more is there that isn't leaked? That isn't known to us. Right. Uh, that they tell us that we screen all of our employees. Ah, I don't yeah. know. Um, now, you might think. Well, those two incidents are pretty bad, but how bad are the third-party repair shops? What's the worst thing that's yeah, ever happened that's in one their, of those, and how frequently does that happen? That's their argument. We don't hire pervs like those third-party repair right. shops. They they are they are painting them like that crude gar or, or mechanic or plumber with the butt crack, you know, that always looks at right. everyone that stereotypical type Hollywood. <laughs> That's how they portray. Don't paint me in a bubble. <laughs> how dare you pin me in a corner, Jeff? Like every that. time I've seen you repair this thing, you got that butt crack going. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, I see it, Jeff. I know well, you. Well, you paid extra. I well, that's why I came over to help. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang it, John! We need oh, to move no. this desk again. Oh, oh. No. click! Oh, look! I posted root clue right photos of jeff this is craft computing everyone yep. or should i say crack computing crack computing there there's the name for the second channel that's the, that's that's the only fan <laughs> channel um, um anyway so so these leaks were and i i hate to call them leaks because they're not just leaks it was a felony uh <laughs> um both of these were uh it, it was you know uh illegal access to computer systems and wire wire tampering and, and all kinds of, of different levels of fraud and and, uh, and criminal activity that happened on there. But um, you might go, well, these are the ones that, that we caught because they were at Apple. But what about like the third party repair shops? Surely that happens on like a daily basis, right? Yeah, they're pervs. 
Um, the only story that I could find in the last two days trying to research this was this story from 2013 in which a lady took her phone to a local repair shop. Uh, the local repair shop then solicited photos to internal staff uh, uh, while the phone was in their custody. Yeah. Um, and this was an iPhone, and this was a an Apple knockoff store. I've ser- I've, I'm sure you've seen various stores like this around the country that are Apple designed, where it's like, oh yeah, it's the it's the wood floor and the white pillars, and everything's in a white box, and customers all wear the polos with the you know cute logos on them and whatnot. Yeah, we we call everyone geeks here. Yeah, but or you know, but it's not actually an Apple store. Um, yeah, it happened at one of those. Uh, but. Uh, yeah yeah i'm that that's the worst and and to be fair that is a pretty disgusting violation of privacy as well yeah it's not nearly as disgusting as what uh um as what the other two incidents at apple were but it just goes to prove there's no difference between the security of a third-party repair shop and an Apple-certified contractor who is literal, literally the U.S.-contracted employer for repairing iDevices nationwide. It, it just... This is yeah. why... Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah. The- at, at worst case scenario, we're sitting there saying, as far as the evidence that you've been able to dug up, it's two to one. So technically, I oh, mean, and by the way, the, the last one that happened independently was eight years ago. Yeah. So, uh, and the, <clears throat> uh, yeah, and the reason the original article came up because the suit just finally went public and, right. and finally got settled. Uh, by the um, way, that original lawsuit was local here. It was. That was, very that was local a University here. of Oregon student. Um, yeah, so, yeah, this incident occurred back in 2016, and, uh, yeah, the court filings have just recently gone public. Um, now the, the contents of them are still sealed, but we do know that the, the, what the plaintiff of the law, of the lawsuit claimed, and that it was settled out of court for an undisclosed amount with the plaintiff under an NDA. Uh, so we don't know the final payout, but her lawyers were asking for $5 million, and, I think that's too low. Yeah, no, I mean, well, I, I, no, I think it was um, the lawyers asked for at least $5 million in mm-hmm. their own personal fees. And it was the undisclosed of what she got, but it, they said within the millions. Yeah. And yeah, so, um, which is nothing to Apple. I it's mean, it's not even a slap on the wrist. That's a no. rounding error for the average Tuesday. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah, you could have done more, but uh, I'm curious if she still uses Apple or or did she go to Droid? It's <laughs> a great over. question. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it it irritates me to no end the hypocrisy of Apple's argument that well, you can trust us. Trust me. Uh, it's the you know we are above wrongdoing. Our employees are 100% bought in and rank and file, and and we are we are men of authority, or we are, you know, bound to the corporation and and everything. It's like, 
a creep is still a creep. And what makes the difference between you being a rank and file corporation and everyone else is your security policies and your internal auditing and internal checks and balances to make sure crap like this can't happen. And do you know why it happened to you and it doesn't happen to third parties? It's because the employee had no buy-in to Apple. It was a job uh, or Pegatron in this case had no yeah. buy-in to what it's like. He's showing up to work. Assuming it's a he, I have no idea who it is. Um, but that person is just showing up to work. They don't they don't bleed apple rainbow colors when you cut them. Uh, yeah. And do you know why it does matter to independent third party repair shops? Because they are independent third party repair shops, and their integrity is everything. Oh yeah, exactly. Everything. I mean, when, it, when it's been fought this hard, they have to be. 200 percent mm -hmm. better than apple apple just has to sit there and say i'm apple and right. they don't care that well i'm apple let's ship it off to someone else i don't care right who, who cares what they do i'm apple you can trust us all the independent people they have to be at the top of their game check everything they're probably there 12 hours a day making sure all of their other employees if they even have other employees because a lot of times it's just one guy, maybe two at the most. Yeah, sometimes it's just one guy in the back with a soldering iron. Like, yeah. that's what some repair shops are, is literally one guy who handles everything. Um, Lewis Rossman is the exception, not the rule, as far as repair shops with, uh, you know, multiple uh, on on board or, or board level repair uh, diagnostic capabilities that though they that profession doesn't exist anymore it used to exist plentifully with uh tv repair shops and 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 small electronics repair shops you know if your vcr ate a tape you could take it somewhere and there was one guy in the back who had every type of special screw and knew the ins and outs of every rca and phillips and panasonic vcr that had ever come through his shop uh had vacuum tubes in the back just in case like those shops don't exist anymore, but the shops that have spare parts from every phone that you could ever want laying in the back, not laying in the back, but organized in the back, you bet they, they exist today. Uh, but it's usually one, maybe two guys on staff. Yeah, no, exactly. And so the guy that owns it, if there is someone on staff, they are on their game on policy all the time you know they're probably monitoring each other and mm -hmm. this is this is what happens when you have the phone this is because a lot of times when you get these phones the reason this happens is you like say like a, a screen crack you have to give a lot of times your password away so they can test the scrolling option and mm -hmm. clickability and that's how they get access to it. You're all, you might be thinking, oh, I lock my phone all the time. Mm -hmm. No, you go to these third party places and even the big places, that's what happens uh, is you have to give them passcodes and that's how they get access because they have to test all mm -hmm. the different ins and outs. Yep. And independent places, it is, they <laughs> are on ball with it. You know, there's yeah. checks and balances up the wazoo. And because they can't afford to even be sued. right, or the if thing. there's not checks and balances up the wazoo, it's because it's one guy and he ain't leaking anything. Yeah, I, I get it. And, yeah, and that was kind of my point. There was there's no one to leak it to. Like yeah, th 
Yeah, exactly. And, and it's a personal place. And like you can go there and if it's a felon like that, something mm -hmm. similar to these, you can go have him easily arrested. And he's screwed for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know, he can't afford to do that. And that's why right. it more likely will not happen. You know, you're probably more likely to get hit by lightning mm -hmm. than this happening in that third. Like, <laughs> right. you know, what what was it, 2013? What Look at any other article other than that one. Try to find one even further back. Yeah. You know. Yeah, this was the only publicized instance that I could find uh, that was not speaking of the last two uh, Apple incidents that occurred in 2015 and 2016. And who knows? There might be some even more recently than that. There may be some third-party ones that I'm not seeing. This is a very small sample size to gather any relevant information. However, anecdotally, uh, two to one aside, there's been three incidents and Apple was responsible for two of them. So obviously it does happen at Apple from time to time. Yeah. So don't pull this BS about you're, you're in safe hands with us and privacy is, is of the utmost importance when you have 66% of the leaks that I've been able to find in the last eight years. Yeah, They came from your facility. You are responsible for that. And and you guys pulling the holier than thou bullcrap, and and saying, well, our our corporate buy-in policy and and employees, you know, they they're Apple through and through. A creep is a creep. Austin with the ten dollar donation. Thank you so much, Austin. Three notched watermelon goze. Your recent pain. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Sorry, I had to I had to pause there. <laughs> Uh, Three-notched watermelon gose. That's a summer uh, beer. That is a summer beer. That's I would a summer love beer. a su I mean, I think it's a southern thing that they put a little bit of salt on watermelon. Yeah. And But, I mean, uh, that sounds amazing. I love a good watermelon sour beer. Like, hell mm -hmm. or high watermelon here. Uh, 21st Amendment, they're Californian. Yeah, yeah. If that was just a little sour, like uh, like a gose or, or maybe mm -hmm. even like a kettle, ah, oh, it'd be so good. <laughs> anyway, enough enough gushing about the beer. Uh, your, rec <laughs> your recent pain made me do ZFS right. Eight disc RAID Z2 with two cold spares. Excellent. Always love hearing that. Uh, yeah, one thing people don't realize when you start getting into large storage and big data is it doesn't, it, it's not a, a linear cost expansion. Um, it's not like, well, I have four terabytes, so I'm going to buy another four terabytes and now I have eight terabytes. No, if you want to keep backups of everything and make sure that you actually have redundancies and whatnot, like I bought... The, the usable space in my file servers is about 90 terabytes. However, in my rack, I have almost double that. I, I don't have quite double, uh, but I have, I want to say 160 terabytes. So it's like 70% of the way there uh, in backup space. Yeah, it's, it's expensive to do big data right, even big data for small people like me you know, home labs and small businesses and things like that. Um, and it's expensive. Uh, and it's even more expensive thanks to the damn Chia miners. Uh, yeah, everyone else is griping about GPU prices. I'm going, I can't even buy an eight terabyte hard drive for less than 200 bucks right now. Come on. <laughs> I remember what, was it, two years ago, man, 2019 is like, I think, I think we treated that a little too hard. 
<laughs> it's looking pretty good right now to me. <laughs> you know, in hindsight. <laughs> uh, what, what were SSDs at and, and GPUs? Oh. Man, those were the yeah. days. <laughs> Remember when it was only 20% above MSRP? <laughs> Uh, I remember. <laughs> I remember. You remember? I remember. I, I remember. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We do have a sponsor to get here to real quick. So let me pull up my... I uh, forgot to have this one up and ready. That's my bad. It's in here somewhere. Hold on. I'll find it. Oh, they're watching now. They're I watching. know they're watching now. Ugh, man. Ugh. They're like, we're paying for this? Yeah, God. right? You knew I'm what gonna, this was. I'm gonna both go of you did. I know both of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. So, today's video is brought to you. Today's video. Today's episode. <laughs> this is a professional show, John. I'd, yeah, I'd, right. I'd like you to keep a, a certain decorum <clears throat> on, on the channel here. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Can we continue now? You, Let's are, go. Are you done with your shenanigans finally? Yeah, I'm sorry, Joe. Good Lord. Today's episode of Talking Heads is brought to you by Rogecast.com, an online store for the modern PC elite enthusiast. We've all tried to comparison shop on the usual sites, filtering products by prices or specs, or even what received the best review. But all too often, the specs don't match your filter, half the reviews are fake, and the components you need are out of stock anyway. Roadcast is introducing an all-new way to buy hardware. Gone are the tacky and over-the-top company promotional videos backed with dubstep music. Instead, you'll find dedicated product reviews from reviewers you know and trust, like yours truly, with actual information about the products you want. Are you looking for a graphics card right now? Make sure to follow Real Roadcast on Twitter and get stock alerts so you can finally complete that build of yours. Visit Roguecast.com today and get the PC parts you need backed by honest reviews at a price you can afford. Again, that's Roguecast.com, and thanks to them for sponsoring today's episode. Is that professional enough? It's better. It's better. Okay. <laughs> I don't see, you probably didn't see my little window, did you? I, I didn't see your window. <laughs> oh, okay. You'll see it in playback. Then you'll be like, yeah, you're never going to be on the episode. Yeah. <laughs> John, you understand you guys are getting paid now, right? I'm getting... I haven't seen a dime yet. It's because so. you haven't been on since we had started doing it. I know. But no. I also expect the quality of beer to, to jump up dramatically from you. No more well, of the yeah. zero cal and NA stuff. I mean, I will drink quality stuff. I, I can't say what I'm going to have offer to you. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, here, here's crap, but oh, I'm going to have this, this fantastic <laughs> beers. So... Yeah. I don't open crap unless you do. So... <laughs> I just want it known. <laughs> the only time Jeff ever drinks crap is because I have to pour it for him. Like, here you go, try this. Mm -hmm. Here, Natty it's, Ice Fruit Punch. It's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you, we, people have been waiting a year, and it's going to be probably coming this summer, maybe sometime <laughs> before the end of the year. It's going to be a video. There's going to be a video, guys, and you're going to need to subscribe to one of our channels because we don't know where it's going to be at. So make sure to do that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it might be Christopher I says you know, guys are getting paid <laughs> <laughs> it might be on a super secret third channel that might be coming out yeah. you never know could be a third channel coming out second channel well yeah second for me second for you 
How long until the second channel surpasses your subscriber count? Uh, a month. You give it that long? Yep. I, I think two days. Probably two weeks. Tell you what. No, I, tell you I'll what. Give it, tell okay. you what. If it is over two days, if, okay. if, if in the 48 hours, and I'll give it exactly 48 hours, in the okay. 48 hours, name a beer that you want that's less than $50. That's less than $50. Yeah. And I did oh. that just to eliminate Utopia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does it have to be a single beer? Can it be $50 worth of beer? No. Uh, tell you what, na name a spirit that you want. Let let's let's oh. do that. Like, like, let's make it like a $100 bottle of scotch or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. $100 but bottle see, of scotch. There we go. There we go. That'll work. Or like, give me one of those big, um, oh, I know, I know. Here we go, here we go. Uh, not Scotch, not Scotch. Fremont is now um, doing Magnum bottles of all of their barrel-aged stuff. You have to buy me, at whatever launch comes, mm -hmm. the next Magnum. Well, I am on that mailing list. <laughs> For the downtown facility that may or may not get those, so a couple of them. Okay. So okay. That that is okay. it. So it's not necessary. It's a great beer because I buy them all. Right. But it's, you have to buy that Magnum bottle. Yeah, and that that's going to be like a seventy five dollar bomber. It is. Yeah. Like seventy five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. I I <laughs> I think that's a bet, my friend. All right. All right. Because now now what I have to do is up my channel as fast as I can. And that way it adds a bigger buffer. John, you can do whatever you want over the next month. It really doesn't matter. Oh, I mean, it's it's coming in the next month. What were we saying about Apple on that rounding error? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do more. By the way, videos. subscribe to Hops and Brews just to make this slightly more difficult for me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right. Moving right along here. Uh, so the Colonial Pipeline ransom uh, that was paid out, this was, was it 67 Bitcoins or 70 Bitcoins or something like that? Something like that. Amounted to somewhere in the neighborhood of like $4.3 million uh, that the pipeline had to pay in ransom to get access back to their hardware. Uh, well, uh this is not legal advice or financial advice, and any inferences or recommendations made by either Hops and Brews or Craft Computing are 100% fallible and uh, should We're be... not financial advisors. We are not financial advisors. Uh, you cannot claim as such, and I am putting this disclaimer beforehand because... <sighs> And, and by the way, if you get into like a criminal defense situation, uh, I'm not your legal counsel either. Like, yeah. like this is going to cross multiple facets just in this one statement. Um, if you're going to accept Bitcoin for ransom money, make sure to wash it when you're done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the situation is that... Uh, the Department of Justice has recovered nearly 85% of the Colonial Pipeline ransom because they transferred it to two different wallets and then tried to withdraw it and they raided that home that, uh, that, that, basically that tried to open. accepted the money and, and held it on a wallet, seized their hard drive and took the Bitcoins back. 
<laughs> yep, basically. So it was, uh, yeah, it was 75 bitcoins, like you were saying, and they got 63.7 back. Yep. Um, out of all of this, I forget what company or agencies claimed for the hack. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the dark side or whatever. I loved, I loved the fact that I think Rhett said this the other. We didn't mean to cause an issue. It's like, what, what do you think was going to happen? Right. You hacked up the, hack the largest pipeline yeah, in, in so, East, or East um, United States. Right. Um, and it's not that they hacked it. Let's let's be real. It's someone clicked on an email attachment or visited a nefarious yeah, link yeah. or opened PDF dot dot PDF <laughs> or whatever Download this to open the PDF. Yeah, PDF.exe because <laughs> Jan needs these invoices by Monday, damn it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what happened. They they didn't get hacked. They got fished. Uh, yeah. And I wish people would stop calling it hacking when all you're doing is is literally trolling for stupid. Anyway, well, I, I mean that does happen a lot. So. It does happen a lot, and it happens ninety nine point nine percent more of the time than intentional intrusions. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah. Th these are not now. There is targeted phishing and that or spear phishing, and that is part of the whole paradigm with all of this but let's not pretend that it was all like you know swordfish kind of crap and, yeah <laughs> swordfish. i got these cool things and i'm gonna hack the government hack the planet i'm in you I know mean, yeah it, everyone uses that. the password god yeah it's not pendulette going god wouldn't be up at this hour yeah <laughs> oh wait sorry that oh. was that was fisher stevens oh god I, you remember, I, I love the fact that all those passwords are three-letter yeah. password <laughs> no there was like, there was love sex god god and then yeah. something else yeah but yeah so so four four three to four letter password yes yeah. <laughs> oh this is so hard to break yeah and and by the way you notice that it wasn't the password it was actually the username so god yeah. wouldn't be up at this hour why are you Plain texting your passwords in the login identifier. <laughs> That's your problem. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this yeah. is the actual transaction that they traced uh, from wallet to wallet. And uh, you can see a, a 63 Bitcoin transaction uh, took place uh, from the original account that the ransomware was through. And it only passed to one other account and it was the identical amount. Uh, and then they just went, we'll take our money back, please. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, essentially right now, I went and looked up the value of the remaining Bitcoin. And so out of all of this, they got $500,000, just just mm -hmm. under $500,000 as of right now yeah. or earlier this evening. I think it could dip or I don't know. That's not a whole lot for... Right. Go buy a laundromat or a bar or, yeah. or some kind of cash first business that that again this is not legal advice this is not financial advice and i am certainly not your attorney at large and that's uh, not fishing advice <laughs> yeah it's it's also not fishing advice but this one was so incredibly stupid from the criminal level that it i, I really had to point it out and make fun of it well i mean again how just they went and publicly apologized yeah. that just shows how stupid they are yeah. of, of basically, oh, we were literally just looking for money. We're sorry we inconvenienced all of Eastern United States. Mm -hmm. Oh, so our bad, but please still give us money. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's literally, <laughs> what? You're going to publicly state that? 
How stupid are you? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, interesting, interesting thing though. I read an article today. I didn't. I didn't. I, was, I didn't get time to give it to you. So the um, um, president of the pipeline, he had to testify today. Ah. And 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 one of the one. things yeah. one of the things that um, he stated. Uh, or, or someone asked him, why didn't, and I'm going to paraphrase here, why didn't uh, you guys just manually open the pipelines? You know, because there, there's still some levers and everything else. Basically, he said, everyone's dead or too old or retired to manually, that knows how to do it. Right. That That's how automated things are now, but they haven't technically upgraded or trained anyone. It's like, what? How stupid? stupid is your company it's just that's literally like saying i i don't know how to turn the water off when your plumbing explodes in your house mm-hmm. I, I don't know uh siri always does it for me there are security experts out there uh that still kind of know how to do all this um but oftentimes even security experts are um so so let's say your red team attacks they're going after the low-hanging fruit. They're, they're yep. going after the things that you are going to be exploited for. Uh, whether it's unpatched systems, whether it's non-hashed passwords, whether it's uh, insecure files or, or routes that shouldn't be routed through, through firewalls or whatever else. Um, that's what they're aiming for. They will also social engineer the crap out of you. But they are not going to do these real elaborate you know, Rusal style attacks with, uh, uh, you know, sneaking in with with two guys dressed as uh, as FedEx janitors whatever. or FedEx. Yeah. The, the, they will do FedEx. They will do FedEx and they will do elevator repair. Those those are the two big ones. Um, but, uh, you know, it's the old saying, you can go anywhere you want if you look important and carry a clipboard. That's true, yeah. So, yeah, that kind of social engineering happens all the time uh, by by red team and by, by criminals. Um, but they're not... Go watch Divya Olaf on uh, on YouTube. Uh, he's he's done a couple collabs with Lockpicking Lawyer, but he is one of my favorite uh, people to watch do talks at DEF CON and things like that because he goes, we're not going to like reverse engineer the RFID signal and, and, you know, intercept these signals. He goes, what we're going to do is we're going to slip a a coat hanger under the door and just pull the handle on the other side or, uh, you know, turn a a can of compressed air upside down and trigger the, the uh, request to exit sensor, or we're going to do this. or We're going to do that. He goes, there are low skill attacks for these high security objects. Well, I mean, and uh, those how, are what we take advantage of. Yeah, it's that, or it's the even not even like a different version of the phishing. Mm-hmm. There is that whole um, I'm going to leave a USB drive on the parking lot. Oh yeah, who who doesn't pick that up? Like, I want to see what's similar to the last um, theoretical article. What's on this? And they plug it in, not thinking, oh, my computer's on the network. Boom, that's it. That's that. That's how easy it goes. How many people just walk and like I have these hundreds of flash drives i'm just going to throw on all these fortune 500 companies or, or major companies and just throw them on the ground i mean that you and you put a little executable in there boom done as soon as it loads yeah you know yeah that no and that that kind of attack still happens although that one's a little less frequent now it's um, less frequent now but that still, was that it, was more stuxnet less crypto lock 
Yeah, but I'm just saying it's still <laughs> there are stupid things and easy things like that that yeah. if you ever find an SD card or something just laying on the ground, a flash drive just laying on the ground, don't I mean you pick it up fine if you want to. If you really, really feel you need to plug it in, plug it in on a computer you don't care about. That's not on any network sandbox. or attached to anything. Sandbox. Yeah, sandbox. There you go. Sandbox it. Yes. So, uh, so yep. it, it, I only say it because it happened in my company. Uh, Intel uh, bought some promotional USB keys one time for a security conference and gave them out at a security talk. And the USB keys, unbeknownst to Intel, were loaded with malware. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what this is like 2011 I want to say oh, like this okay. is well, years and years and years ago um, awesome. but uh, yeah that that's always one that I'm uh, I, I laugh at that it can happen to anyone from yeah. anywhere from any time for whatever reason unless you have the proper security in place well um, that's the thing I think everyone thinks mainstream when we use the word cyber attack hacking yeah. Right. It is so it's glorified. not Hollywood hacking. It's not Hollywood. And yeah. it's so glorified by that, by Hollywood or TV. And hence, and yeah. hence, how many CSIs do we sit there and see of like, oh, computers can take this JPEG and make it totally 3,000 times zoom and make it crystal clear. Yeah. I can grab the license plate off of a reflection of a guy's sunglasses. Kiff, magnify that death sphere. Yeah, Why is it still you know. blurry? <laughs> Making it so. bigger doesn't make it any clearer. It works on CSI Miami. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But I I do think a lot of people think that way. Yeah, no, some people do. Some people, um, gosh, what's the old saying? Um, technology that is so far advanced as to be indistinguishable from magic. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's that whole phrase where if I go... I, 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 I can't say back in time because my iPhone would cease to function if I went back in time. But if we brought a caveman forward and showed him an iPhone, um, hell, even someone from the 1950s. Yeah. Um, if we if we showed him just a movie, he'd be like, what is this? Right. Uh, you know, or or a, ca a digital camera. Of, I'm able to capture the soul of someone. How many people ever thought that, right? Well, well let, let's go back to the... Let, let's stay on the 50s thing here for a second. Um, and, and let's say uh, digital camera. I, th I think that's a great one because if you think of what cameras were in the 50s, cameras weren't overly, I mean, they were available, but they were yeah. ungodly expensive. Um, they were, they only shot a couple of pictures. Like, like if you want to talk like medium format kind of stuff, if you want to talk early 35 millimeter, um, you got, you know, 18 shots on, on a roll of film and film was expensive and processing it was expensive. And uh, it, it where a lot of people had cameras, they weren't the ubiquitous, everyone has a camera in their pocket, let alone everyone has a camera in their pocket with a 21 megapixel camera that can take tens of thousands of images oh and if you it, run out of space you're connected to this network in the sky that holds yeah. all of the f photos you've ever taken anyway as well as everywhere you've ever been and the entirety of human knowledge like yeah it like if you want to carry that 1950s argument forward technology is indistinguishable from magic if it's advanced enough and we don't have to go back that far no 
No, I it, mean, it, yeah, it, we landed on the moon in the 60s, but hell, a Commodore 64 could do that. You know, <laughs> it, it's it's that kind of, of thought process. Yeah, no, it, it it is insane to think how far tech has come. And, but at the same time, I really like thinking that because it shows me just, man, 20 years from now, what are we going to have? And it's so weird to sit there and think because you or I... You know, all, all four of us are pretty familiar within the tech world mm-hmm. and have followed it because it's always been a part of our lives. Right. And and so it, it doesn't it doesn't seem to move quite as fast, but for someone who's not technologically advanced, like but, say our parents. But or... for for more of my life than not, um, the internet was not a place yeah. that held the entirety of human knowledge. No, no. Like uh, I I remember dial up and I remember, you know, having that string and, and some my mom picked up the phone and my internet I, would crash. I remember in high school still getting encyclopedias because there was information that was not available online. Yeah, no. Um, I remember I, I, I remember in high school I was not allowed to source right any website right. as a, a in report. As a credible source because anyone can post source. anything. Yeah, right. that's that's how I grew up in high school. Of like, nope, you can't do that. That's Google not wasn't sport. a thing yet. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it, I searched it, it, Alta it, Vista. I did too. <laughs> right. Um, so so yeah, it, um, which is also my contention with the the phrase, you know, millennials and and everything else. It's like, yeah, no, I, I I fight I fight that dating reference. Oh, 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 oh so do I. It's like you don't no. know what it's like before the internet. I was pretty much graduated from high school before the internet was the internet. Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah. We if were I still in the midst my... of the dot com bomb where the internet almost died. Yeah, <laughs> like... if, I can't, if I can't do my senior thesis and use any digital references, right? Then uh, yeah, internet wasn't a thing yet. Right, exactly. Um, I'm still doing land parties. Yeah, <laughs> my bachelor party was still a land party. That's yeah. what I did. God, those things are cool. I'm sorry. I don't care how big a server can host all these rooms and games. A LAN party still is awesome. <laughs> In person, Agreed. everyone there, and you get to yell and smack, you know, like just berate that person in person. Fully. Like, yeah, I did it. And then you you got that pizza, Mountain Dew, some Coke. Oh, it was great times. <laughs> yes. All right. We do have a couple more super chats to get here. Oh, uh, yeah. I totally kind of drowned those out. Let's see here. Uh, sorry, I got to go back a couple here. Uh, going back to talk about the Creepers, uh, Chris hit us up with a $5 donation. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, creepers are going to work everywhere. Apple will have to learn. We'll have them just like third parties. The issue is Apple claims that it's only third parties doing this. And that's kind of the point that I was trying to drive home is yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, third parties are, you know, lock and file and rank and lockstep. And no, I'm saying that it's just as likely as at a third party as it is at Apple. It's that Apple's not immune to this uh, leakage of personal data uh, and and trying to hold themselves at a holier-than-thou when they're literally fighting the freedom of being able to repair our own items. That's that's bull. It's just straight-up bull. Uh, American Cow's worth $5 donation. The after party has already started. Join the Discord here if you like it. Uh... Am I missing something? 
Like, should yeah, I, I should I, I be I just, in the after party? I know. I was just like, uh, yeah. There's people yeah, in the after there's, party. There's, there's there's a few. So so it, space is going quickly. Join the float plane or Patreon now. Yeah. A minimum donation of a dollar gets you in and access to the exclusive Discord server where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and take place in the very exclusive after party. Uh, let's see what else we got. Novella Hub, $5 donation. Thank you, Novella Hub, as well as for the delicious Anchorage brews I'm drinking tonight. Uh, please pray for Jeff Soul when John is live again on Talking Heads. I think that was in reference to, uh, um, potentially either the launch of my second channel and having to buy you the, the Fremont. Um, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, and then another $5 from Novella. Thank you again, my friend. Uh, has John had the Dragon's Milk Solara yet? Uh, I have not. I have not had that one, no. Um, I've had two of the the variants. So I've, I've had I've had the Dragon's Milk. I've had the, the White Dragon's Milk, which I went, eh. Um, and I've had the Chai. Uh, we had, no, and no, that's not true. Oh, because, no, that, um, we had one more. We, that's right. We had the Chai, and then we had, uh, there was a brew fest, uh, Mexican Chocolate Stout. Yeah, Something yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Oh, that's right. At, at I, the brew fest. Yeah, that was 2017. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But yeah. I was like, oh, I remember because it was yeah. really good. That was the best beer at that brew fest. At the at the brew fest, it was the yeah. best beer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Novello's thinking about opening that for his second beer tonight. I, I can't uh, argue against that. I can't, but you know what would be so much cooler is if you just shipped it to me. I mean, that'd, that'd be cool. I mean, you're cool now, but you know what would be cooler? Yeah. Uh, I think Novella may have already spent all his shipping credits this year. <laughs> uh, and then Austin sent over a $2 donation with no message attached. So thank you very much for that, Austin. I you, do Austin. appreciate it. All right. Uh, and with that, we do have a second sponsor to get to tonight. Prepared after the first one, but no, I'm... Just as stupid as always. They knew what this was. <laughs> they knew what they were getting into. I, I can almost read this one without without looking at it, though. So uh, today's episode of Talking Heads is brought to you by Linode. If you've ever thought about hosting your own server, whether it be for home or business, but don't have the resources to get started or time to invest into hardware, power, cooling, or even space... Why not let Linode host them for you? If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. Linode. That includes the software from most of the tutorials on my channel, like how to run your own ad blocking and recursive DNS server, VPN gateways, cloud-based cloud -based Plex servers, and more. Who needs a script? That's right. Uh, Linode makes it simple to deploy and manage your own cloud services, with solutions ranging from a single shared CPU to massive multi-core virtual machines. They even offer dedicated RTX 6000 GPUs for graphic rendering or machine learning. With shared CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll be able to find the hosting plan that fits your needs. And even if you do host your own servers, you can use Linode to keep your backups off-site. Because remember, RAID is not a backup. Visit linode.com slash craftcomputing and get a $100 60-day credit just for signing up for a new account. That's linode.com slash craftcomputing, and thanks again to Linode for sponsoring today's video. 
How is your second shirt not Raid is not a backup? You know, uh, um, we're we're coming out with a couple new designs. Uh, so the first design, I think I'm going to leave as the the early Patreon exclusive, um, and and staff shirts. Like we'll we'll always continue to make those because I think they make great, you know. Just on camera shirts and things like yeah. that. But yeah. just the straight up craft computing logo, I, I think I want to keep those ones kind of special. Um, maybe we'll offer them in different colors and not offer the charcoal again. Because again, the charcoal is kind of Lim my background. Limited edition, yeah. yeah. Limited edition color. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, I'm playing around with that. I'm not sure if I want to leave those as exclusive because good God, those were good shirts. Yeah, um, no. But, that, was, that was a fun time. That was a fun time. But uh, I'm looking at coming out with a cat computing shirt. <laughs> right? Rambo? No, no, no. See, you need a a, a cat computing bandana. If it's gonna be Rambo, it's gotta be a band like a, a tie. Right. Comes, well, we could sell the tie. We could sell buffs. Yeah. I I could get cat computing buffs. I think that's the there. way to go. Um, uh, Rambo. Yeah, and then uh, I think I think one of my other shirts. Uh, Rom actually designed this over on the Discord. Uh, he has the Raid Shadow Legends font and and, and design, but it says Raid is not a backup. Yeah. And, and I think exactly. absolutely that will be a shirt for sale here before too long. Um, I'm uh, working on a couple of different options right now. I know I've been saying this for like a year and a half, uh, but yes, I'm hoping to get some merch up and going very soon. So for those who've been next. asking, yes. Yes, it's coming. Uh, next, after that, glassware. Yeah. We need glassware. Yep. You either need you either need beer glasses or, 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 or spirit glasses right cocktail glasses yeah uh I'll, I'll probably end up doing both and what i've always wanted to do for those is do the craft computing logo but change the glass shape for whatever glass it is so if it's a rocks glass have a rocks got glass it. sitting next to the got monitor yeah um you know make them match because yep. i'm all one, yeah i i'm more than a lot of people am all about pairing glassware to what you're drinking Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you and I are, are the two worst people that I know. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I'm like, oh no, I have to have that glass because technically that's the right, the right style. Right. And, and it, I really actually wanted to do a video on that. Does it do anything? You know, that does would it, be an interesting one to do. And I, I would love to do that with you as well. Like that should yeah. be a video we do together because really? yeah. I, I am as into glassware as, as you are. Yeah. And, and I am also as sold on the idea that it does make a difference. I, I think, I think it does, but then I think how much does it make a difference? And is it worth to the, the standard consumer? What, what I can tell you uh, from a lot of experience in, in both mixing cocktails and pouring beers is that the material you're drinking out of makes more of a difference than the glass shape itself. Like, yes. I hate drinking out of a red Solo cup because I'm tasting red Solo cup first. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, totally. and, and if I'm just trying to drink, then, yeah, that's a vessel that'll hold the beverage. Um, I, I But I can't stand making a cocktail, even as as stupid as like a rum and Mountain Dew in in a red solo cup because no, no, no. it's awful. It's and, awful. And, and even even just in like a pint glass or anything like it I I I personally get almost I, I kind of said this in my last video, but I get a better experience knowing all these little niches about the drink. 
of like, oh, it's either in a fancy glassware or it's in the proper glassware or it's even in something different. If it is a Mountain Dew glass, I'm going to put it in something just a little bit special. And yeah, yeah it, it's just, it's a two drink cocktail. It is rum and Coke <laughs> or whatever. Yep. But now it's in a fancy glass. I feel better drinking it other mm -hmm. than a pint glass. It, experience know. does matter. Uh, I mean, you eat with your eyes first. You drink with your with your eyes first as well. Yeah. Um, and there there are a lot of glasses that you can get away with, and and they're still acceptable, especially with cocktails. Um, you know, you can you can swap out a rocks glass for a Nicanora or or you know, um, highball with uh with something else. With beer, I I'm a little bit more. Well, I'm I'm picky about both. <laughs> <laughs> quite yeah. honestly. No, no, no um, it's true. But beer, I have so many different vessels for holding beer and they're four different beers and different sizes and, and different quantities that I'm drinking because number one, if I'm going to crack a bottle, I'm not going to pour it into a red solo cup. If I'm going to no. crack a bottle, I'm happy to drink it out of the bottle. Um, most of the time. Uh, like if there's no glassware available, it's like, oh yeah, I'll crack that open and I'll have the beer. I also don't like drinking out of cans, even though cans gives you a, a better experience as far as the the uh, to freshness draft. of the yeah. beer. Right, yeah, keg to draft kind of thing. Um, can is the best vessel to hold the beer for storing and consuming at a later date, but drinking out of a can, I think, is a worse experience than drinking out of a bottle, and drinking out of a bottle is a worse experience than drinking out of a proper glass. Yes. That, that's what I was saying. It, there are so many layers. It's like, but then, could... but then, is there any <laughs> difference between your English pint stout and your Pilsner glass, or is there a difference between your IPA glass and your yeah, and your see, and your see, German pint? Like, and, 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 and yeah. So <laughs> right? I mean, you could get into all of it. And how much does it actually matter? Mm -hmm. And the reason I've never done this video is because every time I've tried to write like a script or some basis. I'm sitting there like, this is going to be a 20 to 30 minute video. And it's, it's too long. It well, see, now you're long. in my wheelhouse. Cause that's what and I've been like, doing lately is I, nothing not but 20 gonna, minute videos. I'm not going to do it justice and, and no one's going to pay attention. Yeah. And I'm going to spend two weeks, uh, you know, of filming and editing this. And it's going to be a, a, it may be five years down the line. Yeah. It'd be worth it. But the return value right away is like, this wasn't worth my time and effort. Mm -hmm. Um, and like okay do i do a series like ah oh, that's kind of a hard series to do it, it's just an interesting uh, yeah i, I, I don't I want to do it i don't know how you'd get this one into an easily digestible video but at the same time the subject itself is so incredibly deep and varied yeah. um like what i would do quite honestly is maybe do a video on you can't necessarily and the problem is these are also going to be really expensive to shoot because you want to shoot it with a good quality beer, not yep. just, you know, not just like we're testing German beers with a with a blue moon. It's like, no, we're testing German beers with a genuine Vienna lager. And then yeah. when I, I need to go buy it. But I imported for $8. Oh, and by yeah. the way, to get the proper experience, the glass has to be filled a certain way. So I can't split half a bottle between a red solo cup and a bottle and, yeah, and, no. and a pint glass. It, I've got to have... All it, three it, as their own individual a, vessel. It's a six pack for a shoot by itself. And then right. you're like, am I going to drink all of that six pack and that night? And that's just Probably the German not. lager. 
Yeah, like, exactly. Like, let's so I, let's dive into IPAs. Let's dive into hazies. Let's get oh, into stouts God. and porters yeah, yeah. No, and, no, I and know. pilsners. It, and... <laughs> and, and once you start that series, I'm just like, I want to do that mm -hmm. series all the way through. Mm -hmm. Not like, oh, okay, I'm going to do one, and I'll come right. back to it three weeks from and now. We haven't no, even no, 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 touched no. cocktails yet. Exactly. Right. And I think it's a, I think it's a great subject. I just, if anyone, anyone has maybe an idea, maybe a hint of an idea. It, I would it might be a subject that, like, maybe I'll tackle it on my second channel. Because the second channel is going to be for, like, anything. And so maybe yeah. I'll have you over and we can tackle that later on. Yeah, maybe maybe we do a little mini-series on that. Yeah. Or something. So, uh, did you already open your second? Uh, I did. Uh, okay. Yeah, we, we were taking a little long, so... No. All right. Well, fine then. Jeez. Uh, so again, I am having the Anchorage self-destruct uh, four times hopped, <laughs> four times dry hopped, 8.4% double IPA. And the can art is absolutely fantastic. It's got that charging wolf coming overhead. Oh, yeah. So good. Ah, uh, let's see. All 12 people that watch that will appreciate it. <laughs> I'm glad he wasn't on for that. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Uh, we do have a couple uh, super chats to get to while John is oh. untangling his headphones. Uh, $5 from Austin. ZFS is not a backup. You're absolutely correct in the same way that Raid is not a backup. Uh, Denver01 sends over $5. Thank you very much, Denver. Uh, I was inspired by your troubles from uh, by your troubles to go from one server with ZFS Z3 to three of them. Uh, one in an off building and third in a diff in technically a different state. Oh, so you set up your own 3-2-1 backup system. That's excellent. I love hearing people do that. Um and I love hearing people that hear of my troubles even just here locally in my house, which yes, my, my craft computing data is quite important and it's the, the raw data files that I, uh, uh, I only keep the raw exports and then uh, I keep most of the important B-roll for products that I will likely be revisiting. Uh, but I, I delete all A-roll and a good chunk of B-roll after about two to three months of, of time. Um, but even still, my my data file for craft computing is like 18 terabytes uh, of data. And yes, my, my company would go on, no problem if I lost the data, but it would also make future projects rather difficult uh, having to recreate some of that B-roll or just going without that B-roll. And honestly, I just don't want to do that. Um, but it is always great when my personal experiences, even here at you know lowly craft computing, can inspire someone to properly roll out a a multi-site redundant system uh so that's awesome uh and then magic rat five dollar donation thank you very much magic rat uh i like i like the rocks glass yeah um no i i've got some really really nice crystal rocks glasses that i love um i've i've got uh, i have many many different rocks glasses uh <laughs> But yeah, I, I've got a, a whole collection of different things. Um, I really like these ones. These are uh, a beer pint that is like a wine goblet style. Yeah, that been digging a, these kinda, lately. Kinda, yeah, those are cool. No, uh, no. What I I like the the for beer in general. These these are the new standard kind of tech new tech you glasswares. Yep. 
Um, they yeah, I've, got a, of, I've got a pair over here. Yeah, they are kind of the um, all-in-one encompassing most styles, most of the IPAs, stouts, uh, bouquets. Uh, it has I, I a would little... say any of your moderate to big beers yes. uh, work very well in there. Uh, work very well. What, what I, what lighter I, beers. The, the lighter beers, I lose a lot of stuff. Anything under like a 7% IPA, um, I'm, I'm not getting some of that. I need I need a narrower flute yes. on it yes. and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, for, for any beer that's any Imperial IPA or, or even mid-range stout and higher, it's kind of the de facto tasting glass for me anymore. Yeah, no, it, it's a great beer. And it, it, again, visually it looks very appealing too, but yeah, for something a bit lighter, um, I, I do try to personally, I go for other beers specifically if I know if it's in this style. Yeah. Um, but for a lot of my shoots, I use this just because it's a good appealing looking glass. And wear. it's, yeah, it's visually attractive. And, yeah. and again, so. you drink with your eyes first. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I am, I, I went a little bit bigger for my second beer. Yeah. What do you got? And a little bit darker. I see that. Uh, so, uh, it is Revision's Coconut Pie Face Ooh. Imperial Stout. Um, Ooh. it is 11.7%, uh, cocoa nibs, coconut, and vanilla. I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't jealous. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I've been, I've been kind of digging on non-barrel-aged stouts right now of something a little bit darker. Who are you? This is, I know, right? <laughs> I'm just kind of sick and... You know what it is? I I told my wife uh, I was going to do a different video uh, today, mm -hmm. uh, release a different video today, and I was telling her I want to do a rant video because I, I'm so tired of a lot of different styles. I'm so tired of hazies, and I'm so tired of the jammy sours. Yeah. And I, I, I just can't take it because they all taste the same eventually. <laughs> it is all jammy sours, no matter what. They're all some stupid berry flavored. Now, they're good, great. I don't yeah. care. But I'm paying $10, and it all tastes like berry or pineapple or something else. And they all taste the same, and it's just pure sugar. I, I, they're good. They are good. They're well-crafted. Are they beer, though? Can I find nuances in them? No, I can't because they're just yeah. sugar. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thought there with the jammy sours because it's like on one hand you have the craft seltzers that have popped up. Are those yeah. beer? Technically, are, because a lot of them are extracted from malt. Right. But there's no hops in them. Right. There's no hops. And so the Germans are already all up in a tough. But yeah. uh, But are they beer? Do we sell them as beer? I know they're malt beverages, but they're technically malt, malt beverages. beverages are still kind of beer. They're a classification of alcoholic distribution under 8%. Like, like there's, yeah. a, there's a thing there. And honestly probably 70% of people will say, yeah, I like a good beer, like a, a Mike's Hard Lemonade in the summer. Yeah, and see that? So yeah. the demographic is beer people. Um, and so, you know, there, there's that market. Uh, you have to think of the the, the cocktail people uh, who there's the enthusiast cocktail people, and then there's the people who want, uh, like, when you think cosmopolitan what do you think when you think that you know make me a cosmo 
cranberry vodka sex in the city you think sex in the city you think super sweet girly drink sugar rimmed uh cranberry cranberry vodka as sweet as you can make it you yep. know uh cosmo is actually uh an ounce of of 100 cranberry juice not cocktail not sweetened um it is three quarter ounce lime juice it is uh triple sec which is a dry orange liqueur orange yeah and vodka and and it's shaken just to break up and uh break up the 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 protein chains the in the lime a little yeah. bit yeah get get that acid working a proper cosmo is actually a fairly bitter and dry drink it, it's yeah. it's more akin to a martini than it is to the girls' night out sugar fest. Well, it's because they started using Capri or not Capri Sun, but Sunkiss or or right. other type of cranberry. Yeah, yeah, and, Ocean and, Spray. And they, and, Ocean yeah. Spray, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the cranberry juice, which is full of sugar, and then they just did cranberry juice, vodka, right? Half ounce orange. The, there, there are sec. there are so many cocktails out there that I, I can say the name of a cocktail and your mind goes a completely different place than what the actual cocktail is. Mai Tai, well, think... Mai tai is another example that I've used all the time. That What do you think a Mai Tai is? Well, it's orange juice and pineapple and some grenadine and it's really sweet and there's a lot of rum. Yeah. Okay, well, a Mai Tai is actually lime, orgeat, uh, dark rum, uh, aged rum, so not not spiced rum, but just dark rum that's been aged in a barrel, and a float of 151 on top. Yeah. Um, it it is a very rum forward, boozy, sit you know lem, lime citrusy, not sweet <laughs> type well, of drink. Well, yeah, because it's introducing the Caribbean on a lot of vacations, and they want to give that to you because you want to get drunk. Right. But when you go to a local bar. Mm -hmm. they don't want to give you that much alcohol they're neglect right. you know they're legally obligated to like hey look we're here to cut costs right a lot of orange juice a lot of grenadine the other problem the other problem is a good majority of drinkers don't want the the three and four shot versions of cocktails that are actually supposed to be the cocktails like me i love yes. a boozy drink i love I wanna, a boozy I, drink i want um, I, I love hang on i love a balanced a balanced boozy. proper cocktail right yeah um which a lot of mine tend to be boozy uh yeah. but I, we've talked about the old-fashioned before we've talked about you know go to a bar i go to a bar and i will order an old-fashioned and will judge the bar based on the old-fashioned they serve me if they oh, yeah. if they serve me um the the standard scoop scoop full of ice chips and an ounce and a half of whiskey and uh seven up on top and and it's like yeah i am I never say, buying any drink from you again oh i know i always uh, most of the time it, it's the scoop of uh it's not even a scoop it's they take the glass and put it in the ice yeah they fill they, they fill the glass with ice yeah and, and but they don't even use the scoop they put the glass in the ice which is horrible yeah so um, so no simple syrup instead what yeah. they do is they, is they pour an ounce to an ounce and a half of just house whiskey in it uh there's there's like the the neon red maraschino cherries like two or three yep. of those um it's supposed to be a swath of orange peel instead they just like drop a, an orange wedge in there they drop uh, an orange and then and then I they top it with sprite i get coke yeah yeah so, yeah and it's just like i was like this it's like this where are the bitters where's the whiskey yeah. i know it, it's this is this is horrible or i get really really weak versions of 
a traditional old fashioned. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is what, what what are you doing here? Yeah. To where it is actually just pure bourbon, and the it's like here's bourbon, an ice, and a lemon wheel or wedge or you know um twist. Yeah. That's it, and and one dash of a little bit of bitter bitters. It's like. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. There, there needs to be some sugar in this. There needs to be something in this right. to sweeten this up just a hair mm-hmm. to keep me drinking it. They don't do that, and so. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I have like a dozen cocktails in my book that, when you go to a, when you go to Applebee's and you order this cocktail, that's not the cocktail. No, that's no. That's not what you receive. A, a margarita it, from Applebee's is not a margarita. A mai no, a mai tai from your local Hawaiian place is not a mai tai. Your old no. fashioned from your your standard dive bar is not an old fashioned. It's not a Manhattan. It's not this. It's not that. Um, it's the way that people perceive those drinks to be versus what the drinks actually should be. Well, yeah, just like that. It's usually I'll order that as the first one, and then I judge. Okay, whiskey and coke from here on out. That's all I do mm-hmm. because. Look, if I am looking for a boozy drink, if I say whiskey and coke, they're gonna overpour me on the whiskey. Yeah. And so now I can just sip on that forever. Yep. And I can say, hey, can you give me a whiskey and coke? Can I get a cherry? And then now I have a little bit of sweetness. It is actually probably closer to an old fashioned <laughs> than their old fashioned. Um, I, I've said this a couple of times. My favorite drink to get when I'm out at somewhere that has an open bar. Um, is not the fancy cocktails and things like that. It's actually a scotch and ginger because oh, yeah. it's either going to be Dewar's White Label or Dewar's 12, depending on, on the uh, the location that you're at, um, and, and just ginger ale or sometimes ginger beer. And yeah. it's a fantastic drink that still feels like you're drinking and is not the syrupy, sweet, you know two ounces of sugar in, inside of a drink. It's just a great tasting, refreshing beverage you can walk around with. And so what I drink at home is vastly different than what I will drink at an open bar situation. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Don't get me talking about open bars because I'm going to start doing push-ups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just know. help you if you order a Godfather. <laughs> I think she's still looking for me. Ah. <laughs> oh, Seattle. Uh, Can't go back there. Time. Not after that restraining no, order. No. <laughs> that was, oh, God, why wasn't that in, on the film? <laughs> you guys want to do some push-ups? Let's do some push-ups. <laughs> that was a yeah. good night. A good, uber-safe night. That was a great, uh, we walked a lot, but, man. <laughs> That was a fun. That was a fun weekend. Yeah. Well, we were only staying about twenty-five blocks inland, and the uh, the party happened to be down by the pier, down by Pikes. So. Oh yeah. No, that that was that was. Ah <laughs> oh, man, that feels so long ago too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Uh, what else do we got? Ah, uh, we've got a couple of things to get to. Speaking of user privacy and how Apple is violating yours at every step of the way. Sorry, not to throw Apple under the bus, but um, uh, anyway, this actually comes from a tweet from an independent journalist. I believe he's independent, uh, senior editor at Windows Central. Excuse me, so not uh, not independent. Um, this comes from the Twitter of Matt Brown uh, with yep. uh, Windows Independent, um, and. 
it's it's a warning to anyone who is registering for E3 because do you remember 2019 when E3 had this massive leak of press credentials and identifiable information, including home addresses and phone numbers and emails and and phone all kinds of different things from credentialed press and and invited guests of E3. Uh, well, if you don't, let's uh, let's just say I don't think they learned any lessons. So. Uh, this is a thread posted by Matt Brown. <laughs> E3 2021 Media Portal, a thread. Um, as the company that managed to leak all the personal data for media attendees last time, here's a great start. Uh, first off, your password has to be less than 12 characters, which means it's likely not hashed and kept in, as plain text in whatever system that they have that is fairly archaic for storing your password data. Let's scroll down a little bit. Oh, look, you can create an avatar. How wonderful. Too bad it runs on Java. Uh, <laughs> we scroll down a little further. Create your avatar. I eventually got the avatar screen to come up, but now it is stuck with the Patrick Stewart mullet. The hair glitched, and I can't change it. Uh, well, that's fine. That's just what I, I look, look like good. now. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and hit submit. Oh, look, unexpected error response from server. Okay, let's scroll down a little bit more. We have a jQuery uh, JavaScript error. Let's scroll down a little more. 503, not authorized. Let's let's scroll down a little more. This is my favorite one. Don't forget to thank our sponsor who bought ad space inside the media portal, Norton 360 for gamers. Limited time <laughs> offer, $1 for your first year. That was my favorite one. Uh, well, let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, E3's media portal comes with this weird friend-finding social feature to search all registrants, which means you can type anyone's name into the media registration portal and get not only their name and the fact that they're attending, but all of their personally identifiable information, including what outlet they're with, their home phone number, their business phone number, their address, their email address, and any other data that they happen to enter in for media registration. <laughs> God, I know I saw that. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so this guy just typed in a random name and he got a hit. And so he contacted them and said, you might want to hide this information, but yeah, it's all there and it's user searchable. Like how, oh, and, uh, sorry, oh, yeah, the the, the, the this is my favorite one. The battlefield. If you're going to yeah. claim that, I'm going to claim this. The default <laughs> 404 page for profiles is a bootleg edit of battlefield watermarked courtesy of desktopbackground.com. Uh. That was, that was my second favorite yeah, one. That's my favorite. Yeah, is that's they, they couldn't even go to Shutterstock and get a, a proper the, the you know, actual four or proper, proper one. Yeah. yeah. Just Battlefield. I'm sorry. We couldn't find that webpage. Oh, I'm sorry. And it's Battlefield 3. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Matt, I appreciate your diligence in uh, recording all of this information. I found it very funny. But at the same time, very, very frightening because the same mistakes should not have been made twice. And it appears that every single mistake was not only made twice, but attendees are going to pay for it twice. Uh, so make sure you sign up for a Google voice number so you can make sure to follow all of your phone calls and uh, filter them as necessary. Get yourself a PO box like I do so your home address is not exposed to the World Wide Web. Uh, and maybe start writing under a pseudonym. That's my advice for attending E3 2021. This is not legal or financial advice. And any, <laughs> any opinions held by the hosts here 
are do not represent um, the official no represent positions Craft of Craft Computing or its affiliates. Nope. This is all satire. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, executive board is going to come after me after this one. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, we got one what, more. What is... I'm, I'm going to make this personal. Okay. What is the worst update you have ever sent live that you have ever put into production? Oh, yeah, which is funny because I did one today and my a whole department complained about the stupidest thing, but yeah. uh, I, and I just, I justified it, but, um, Oh yeah, the, ah, man. They're there. Okay. Uh, I did uh, a system update to where a global. Actually, I shouldn't say I did it on purpose. It was purely by accident because I was developing one aspect of the program, and I had to stop. And I got like prompted by the owner, mm-hmm. "You need to push it through now. We need this done now." So I, had, yeah. okay, great, push it through. I forgot to uncomment. It will all do of that it live. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I forgot to uncomment and take all of that old code that I was working <laughs> on and it went live. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, what's this button do? Click. Does nothing. Well, in fact, it actually tied it to all these other contracts and and all these other people that it shouldn't have. Hey, John. These- <laughs> was it still an access backend or have you upgraded to SQL at this point? No, it was a SQL, SQL thing. It was, my, it was totally my fault. <laughs> it, it was essentially like they hit, they hit this button and it expired all of the active contracts and pushed these other ones through, but placed them in the wrong location. It was like, Oh, why did why? Did, but again, it was my boss, like not the boss, but not my boss, but the, Oh, boss, the boss, boss yeah. the boss, the stupidest thing, you know, like this email feature is not working and, and get it pushed through. Yeah. I need it to accept commas or some bull crap like that, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, uh, and push it through now. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Here you go. I don't, I don't care I, if my password's not salted. I don't eat salt anyway. Exactly. Um, so, so it wasn't really like still I, better I than push- your CSGO joke. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's up there. Um, but that that's probably the worst worst one. I I did one today to where, uh, uh or not today. Well, yeah, it, it did get released today. I, I I put a button up there, and someone, the head of the department, said, "Hey, I thought you were going to release this only in the test version." I was like, "Well, yes, the 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 test version." is the same front end as this, but we use a completely different back end. That's why we have to put it in this one. It's in both, but it's only for your eyes only, and it only accesses a different back end, mm-hmm. a different database. So that's that's fine. And well everyone's complaining that they can click it and it doesn't do anything. Okay. Because it doesn't, doesn't do allow anything. them to do it. Doesn't allow them to do anything. So don't click it. Well they hate the design. I'm sorry, okay. do you want it to do things? Yeah, I was like, what do you care then? It's not doing it. Well, they hate the design. Uh, okay. 
I don't care. It's not interfering with your day-to-day work, right? But they hate the design. Yeah. It's like, who cares? You know, so, 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 yes, so John, <laughs> this was a simple question. This isn't group time, although we will be meeting same time again next week. Okay. So. This is going to be for the after show. This I is good. Vent. This is good for everyone. I can vent all This is a safe place, long. John. Jeff, you know this world. John, You've have, exited this world. John, have you been taking your meds? No, actually, I haven't. This is my meds. I was off my meds for a month, Jeff. You know that. I know that. Non-alcoholic month. Yep. I'm behind. I got to catch up. I know. I noticed you haven't been yourself lately. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've been I've been telling people that like like Rainier is decent. Yeah. It's weird. Um I got a comment on my video earlier today about uh Jeff, I watched your most two recent fails and and I'm I'm astounded and and impressed and inspired by your ability to stay calm when things are like burning around you. Like, how do you do that? Um, And I said, well, 13 years of practice, staying calm, cool, and collected in front of CEOs and only freaking the fuck out once the door closes. (laughs) Like I, I inadvertently practiced to be in front of a camera for 13 years because of the environment that I worked in and the expectations for uh, professionalism and everything else. Uh, At least, like out in the open, like behind closed doors, like anything flew. But, but at the oh, same yeah. time, uh, like you, you don't let a superior see you sweat. You go, we totally got this. We have a plan in place. We're we're remediating it as best we can. And and here's my estimated time of, of uh, of a fix Complete, and yeah. uh, completion. And and yeah, it's like, like I totally have this professional side that would throw most people for a loop. And it's um. It's actually kind of this this weird paradigm with uh, going to CES and going out with drinks with someone until four in the morning and knowing that you have to meet that person in their booth uh, on a professional media and public relations basis at like 9 a.m. And you both show up and you both have just your straight up professional faces on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, I t- so uh, yeah, here's our okay. latest product line, the blah 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 blah, and you can see that we Im- improved last year's design from blah blah blah. And uh, you know, is there any B-roll that you needed to take? Oh, by the way, here's here's the uh, all the slides and relevant information and brochures. And, and yeah, let me cut. let me ask some very professional <laughs> questions here and and make sure that we're all on the same page. And then you turn the camera off, and both of you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we done. Okay. Oh my God, did you? Yep. How much did you drink last night? Oh yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> Any anytime I'm in a meeting with like the high ups, I'm always like straight up. All right, I can get that yep. for you. No problem. It'll be done in thirty minutes. No problem. And you then know, I'm in my office. <gasps> you, know? you know what was great about my last six months of employment is I knew I wasn't coming back and there wasn't anything that was going to change my mind. And so you were just like, you know what? That, that's going to take two weeks. I'm, that's I'm going to take two weeks to take. Not only that, but it, I might as well speak my mind in front of the in front of the board. Oh, yeah. Like, well, CEO what are you going to do? Fire me? Right. <laughs> oh, no. What is I one thing that what is one thing that you would tell our executive board that... Uh, that that you want them to know and um i i think i started off the conversation with stop pretending you're the smartest person in the room (laughs) (laughs) nice nice very nice um gentlemen thank you for the floor yes 
But now I don't think you or I were affected of this because we were probably even up this early. Uh, I was not. Thankfully, I live on West Coast, Best Coast. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, a while ago, it was what? Monday? Was it Monday? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday morning. Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday morning, East Coast time for about 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. 85% of the internet was basically out. Yes. Why? What's going on? Are we being attacked? Is it our... China or Russia or North Korea coming after us? What's going on? No, nothing like that. Nothing like that. No. Uh, So, John, what's the worst update you ever pushed to deployment? (laughs) Yeah, not this bad. Not this bad. Not this bad. So a single user updated settings on on a main router... Uh, this was over in, was it Chicago, Carolina? Where, where was this one at? Some, I don't... Some, some case, East Coast. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Uh, early uh, on June 8th, the customer pushed a valid configuration change that included the specific circumstances that triggered a bug on our core routing switches, which caused 85% of our network to return errors. <laughs> The bug had been introduced into the system on May 12th, but it laid dormant until the customer upgraded their settings on June 8th, which triggered the flaw, taking down most of the internet with it, including the PC Gamer website, which is the website we're reading this article on, uh, for many users. Quickly spotted, uh, or fastly spotted the problem within a minute, and within 49 minutes, 95% of our network was operating as normal. Um, Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. not sure of the financial impact at this point, but the downtime cost Amazon $32 million. Million dollars. And so imagine 85% of the East Coast internet. Yeah. How much that cost multiple upon m- multiple companies, not just Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this was a huge deal. This was reported as a possible hack. Yeah. I remember reading this and it ended up being just whoopsie my bad that yes exactly <laughs> I, I didn't see this and I cracked up so hard <laughs> I'll just push this small change to projection dev yeah. dev is at fastly two <laughs> seconds later oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah that that we broke some exactly. stuff yeah Um, we've talked about this before, how we like to think of industry and, and I'm, I'm just going to say industry, not just internet, but industry itself as, as a fairly resilient, uh, organization structure, et cetera. Um, as like, you think of like the whole of the internet, Surely one data center in Chicago wouldn't spell doom for 85% of U.S. net traffic, would it? Yeah. No, why would it? Who who would put that policy in place? It's not the policy. It's just the routing. It's the routing of things. and. Uh, uh, but who would allow that? That's just irresponsible. Well, yeah. the internet allowed that. <laughs> uh, the, the way that traffic is routed, the location of data centers, how DNS works, because it's always DNS. Uh, and it's a good chance DNS had more than a uh, a supporting role in this one. Um, 
But uh, Stack Overflow went down, Amazon Web Hosting went down, Amazon Web, Web Services went down, Amazon Retail went down, yep. Reddit went down, Twitch went down, Cloudflare went down, Vimeo, Etsy, CNN, Weight Watchers, Spotify, eBay. The list goes on and on. Exactly. From it, some it, pretty it major just, players in the web space. Yeah, it wasn't just like, oh, these two websites went down for a little bit. No, 85% of internet. Mm-hmm. Internet. And again, when Jeff says Amazon hosting, imagine how many people, little businesses host on Amazon. Yeah. Prime. Imagine you know, how on many Amazon host. Big businesses host on Amazon. Yes, exactly. Like, that's there not are, small potatoes. No, it, there are multi million dollar companies that host on Amazon servers. So it, it that's money in the bank. And everyone lost money. And Man, I want to see that guy's face that that like pushed that update through. It was like, ah, uh, my bad, guys. Is it the dude my from bad. Airplane with the extension cord? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you know, <laughs> turns off the runway lights. <laughs> was that Airplane or Airplane Two? That was Airplane. That was, that was first one. Airplane. That was first yeah. one. <laughs> But man, yeah, that yeah. Uh, but that the was... the number of main hubs and locations and specific addresses that I know of in the United States that man, if something goes wrong there, like we we talked about the fire at the data center in France earlier this year and how that affected a number of different uh, clients and web hosts and things like that uh, from both leased spaces as well as first party spaces. Um, can you imagine Denver or Seattle or Portland or Chicago or San Francisco or North Carolina or Salt Lake City or, by the way, these are all major web hosting locations. Yeah. Main routing interchanges for the entire U.S. Like, you think the Transcontinental Railroad was a huge accomplishment? Think of the fiber network that spans to connect all of us together. Um, oh, yeah. It's it's insane. Uh, and by the way, all of them pass through, like, little hubs and buildings that you would never expect to be major yep. hubs of the internet, but they are. Yep. And if one of them goes down, all of a sudden 85% of East coast communication dies. Yep. I know. Yeah. It, it was, well, like I said, everyone thought this was a, another big cyber attack because it's so close to the, the timing of the Remember, pipeline. Raid is not a backup. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, man, I don't Geographical know. differentiation in routing also so, is very key. <laughs> so, so what was interesting for though both remediation was, and disaster recovery. Yeah, uh, I I wonder who wrote that update. That's the thing. Is is will that guy get affected, or was it a group that wrote that update? What's what's going on, and where's the checks and balances? And there's that? there's a great. Is it the Windows test team? Oh wait, that's us. Um. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a parable that's been passed down from tech generation to tech generation, and I always love this this story. Um, and yes, this is a parable. Uh, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm I'm counting it as such because I have never heard the origin of this story, but the story exists and pervades tech culture. And that is that uh, you have this young systems administrator, network administrator who uh, needs to to implement some change to a switch and sends the change to production 
and causes the company intranet to to drop out and and there's 30 minutes of downtime and the company loses two hundred thousand dollars and the guy the guy gets it fixed but immediately just like starts packing packing his desk up and loading the box up and like walking out to his car and the sis the uh IT director walks over to him and goes, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm packing up to leave. I assumed I was fired. He goes, are you kidding me? I just spent $200,000 ensuring you'll never make that mistake again. <laughs> That's great. Um, like I said, at this point, that story is a parable and it has 30 different ways you can tell it. But... Um, that's the way I always treated my employees was everyone makes mistakes. Don't yep. make the same mistake twice. And for this guy, I'm kind of hoping he never makes that mistake again. And something tells I'm me he won't. Hoping, I'm kind of hoping he doesn't or move she, to the West I, Coast. I don't know, but something yes. tells me they won't make that same mistake again. Oh, yeah. Or whatever team made that update, but whatever. Does uh, anyone speak Jive? Uh, I think more appropriate to this conversation is COBOL. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, we do have uh, a little bit of beer news to get to before the end of the show. Yes. Um, or before we want to just rant and rave and just talk about whatever entertainment stuff that we have. We got about 10 or 15 um, minutes left, so let's uh, get through these. Maybe have a couple of minutes left for Q&A. Exactly. So uh, this particular one, uh, the first one, I was searching through the beer news like I usually do. And this one actually caught my eye because of something interesting. So Corona is going to be adding more barley to their beer, but not in the way you might think. We have done other articles about renewable sources, but they're going to be using mostly barley stock now for their casing. Yes, for the, the cardboard package the cardboard that holds casing. your six-pack together. So the barley seeds that are usually made for the grain, now the straw that is usually thrown away for either feed or just burning yeah. can be recycled. Ironically enough, there may be more barley in the packaging than there is in the actual beer. <laughs> exactly. That was the other joke, but you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I will say, remember when your mom used to tell you that uh, don't eat that sugary cereal because there's more nutrition in the box? Yeah, uh, there's more beer in the cardboard of the six-pack than there is in the actual six-pack. Yeah, but I, I really like this because... I'm sorry, uh, one, John, that, I had to take the opportunity. That's fine, that's fine. But I also really like this because, one, two, this is going to... it Right now, this is only expanding in South America, and that's where they're launching it. And But they do plan on doing this globally, slowly over time. Yes. But what I really do like is that this is going to add a different, different revenue stream for that barley farmer that they outsource. Yeah. And now they're gonna be able to charge more because they get to charge for that stock, not just the seed. Right. And, and all around this, that's good for everyone. It, it's good for renewable resources. It's good yes. for energy consumption. It's good for packing materials. It's good for recyclability because it's now insurably uh, more recyclable than it was before. Yeah. Um, this is just a smart decision all around. And Corona? Yeah. I don't say this often, but good move. Exactly. That's the only reason I did this. Like, you know, this is Wait, did I just really... give credit to Corona? And, and that's what I was like. I posted on here. I was like, oh. can we even say, can we say Corona? Good job. Oh. Can we say that on YouTube? Thank God for Corona. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, the second without one, that, second... who knows how many resources we would have wasted last year. Uh, the second one, I. And by the way, re- I'm okay. sorry. In the same way a comedian is, I had to say it, and yeah, now it's been yeah. said. We we you understand we all we were laughing. It's a joke. It, yeah. Satire. Yes. Um The second article I have actually I'm really looking forward to this. I, I want one is, of these two. Yes. Um, these two. So Firestone Walker, uh, Jeff and I did actually one of these two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. A year two years ago. Um, we did a review. They started releasing cocktail based beers or inspired beers i should say um and they uh basically decided to release there are here comes the release of two more the announcements of two more um this year in the 2021 year they will be doing firestone walkers cocktail beers the oh yes the old manhattan that is the one that jeff and i did (laughs) honestly okay how how weird was it that how weird was it though that when we tasted it, we enjoyed it? So and John the, and I had two different experiences with this particular beer. Yeah, uh, John had two bottles of them. Uh, we tried them all together. Uh, me, John, and Steve off camera, just out in John's backyard. I, I bought two boxes of them, and they were wonderful. It yeah. was a wonderful beer. We tasted the second one. We tasted the second one. Yeah, that's what we did. That's exactly what we did. Oh, man, was that awful. Yeah, it was. And well, we even compared. So it was a Manhattan inspired beer. And we thought the first one, we taste the cherry. We taste the bitter. It was cherry. It was vermouth. It was was everything that you like. All of the flavor profiles that you want in a Manhattan in a fantastic barrel-aged finish barley wine style beer that is is rich and flavorful and dark and fruity but oh we yeah we we 100 percent agree oh. this is this is a manhattan version of a beer We're like oh right. this is what we get it's like oh we have to do a video on this and i think it was like a week or two later i was like yeah. jeff i got another bottle i got an let's idea do it. let's do it right you, you make a manhattan and we're gonna make the, i'm gonna pour this beer and we're gonna compare the two because it's so good holy that, crap that was bad. That beer just tasted like cocoa nibs or something. Mm-hmm. It was. It was not. What were we? No, well, it was. This is... No, it. It tasted like. Gosh, there's a certain flavor when a stout goes bad, um, and and this was there. This was that that pie cherry sour bitterness. Yeah. On top of what could be a good beer, but you can't tell anymore. And yeah. and I think anyone who's been around craft beer knows kind of the flavor that I'm getting at. Not necessarily like an infected bottle because those are just nasty. Like we've all had infected yeast and yeah, things it, like that. Um, but no, that when stouts in particular go bad, there is this rancid, dark pitted cherry kind of kind of essence to it 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 just it almost tastes like a completely different batch it really did yeah we checked the bottle to make sure we opened the right one yeah no we did it it, it was bad um and we we so we even referenced it in the video if you want to go check it out it's it's on my page yeah uh it's it's before you move into your new home 
Yeah. Uh, so it's about a year and a half old. Yeah. Um, that was in my and, temporary home. Yes, exactly. So uh, on that note, so Firestone Walker continued with that theme of continually to release cocktail-themed beers. Can, can I and, say I am super excited about this one? Are you? I am. Okay. All right. I, I, I legitimately I, am. So, so the 2021 uh, lineup for Firestone Walker is a tequila barrel-aged sunrise and yep. a Moscow lemon. Yeah. Um, so this might come as a shock. Not, not this statement, but the fact that I'm actually looking forward to these beers is I'm not much of a tequila fan. Um, no, in general, I'm not, I'm not either. tequila and me just don't get along. And it's not yep. for like the, yeah, I had tequila in college one time and I'll never look at tequila the same way again. It's just that agave that is made in te te tequila, whatever the distillation rules for tequila from tequila, Mexico, Mexico are, I just don't get along with them. It's the flavor. It's the, it's the scent. It's the aroma. It's everything about tequila that I don't like. And I've had some good tequila, tequila and I've had some bad tequila. Um, however, Mezcal, I do like because it's an agave spirit that doesn't have to follow any rules. It's like the rum of tequila. Yeah. Um, and I've had some dynamite Mezcals. Uh, no, I, I, I think you've even made it. Didn't, haven't you made a Mezcal on your show? Uh, I haven't made a Mezcal. I do have a Mezcal right up here, though. I, I have one. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, um, I thought you did. No, uh, Chris from Coalition Gaming, another great uh, YouTube channel you, you all should check out, uh, sent me a bottle of Mezcal from his hometown in Mexico. And holy crap, that is a hell of a bottle. Um, but no, Coalition Gaming, go go give him, him a, a little bit of love as well. Um, but uh, it's not that I dislike the flavor of agave. It's just I don't like the the stipulations about what tequila has to be yeah. and, and and it's like saying you know i like whiskey but i don't like bourbon because it's too much corn and and i still like whiskey but maybe bourbon's not my favorite variant of that and and it's the same thing saying i like mezcal but i don't like tequila yeah um but that being said a tequila sunrise made the right way is a pretty fantastic drink. That's a pretty. I mean, you're talking tequila, orange juice, some grenadine, a little bit of grenadine, a little grenadine. So hopefully, I, some I'm, proper grenadine. I, I'm hoping, uh, probably, I'm hoping cranberry malt and a tequila barrel aged. That's kind of, yeah. and maybe a citrus hop. Yeah, a little citrus, you know? a little oak, maybe. That's and that's that's yeah. kind of what I'm hoping for. Right. Um. So, uh, hey Jeff. Yes. Look what I got. <gasps> Found these today. <laughs> Came out today. And guess what? I bought two. So I got you some. Oh. So you're welcome. I got I got you a so, bottle of these. So by the way, we did miss one super chat. Uh or sorry, we missed two. Uh big big spoon, two dollar donation. Thank you as always, Spoon, for uh for supporting the channel. Beer comes in its own glass, save water, hashtag no dishes. Uh, because Spoon is very much a like open a bottle and drink it guy. And you know what? I respect that. There's nothing there's well, there is, but yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few
few things wrong with that, but nothing that I will get into here. Yes. Uh, Anthony also sends over $5 and says, are you two best friends? We are now. Now we are. <laughs> yes. John I, knows I, the way to my heart yeah, and it is through my liver. <laughs> yes. So no, I went, I went and bought four of those today. Uh, I went to, well, cause usually every Wednesday that I'm on, I go to my and favorite I... barbershop. Yeah. <laughs> And I bought the last, I think it was, I think it was the, the Moscow lemon actually was the last two there. Oof. And, and because I only saw one and then I saw two in the we'll way back and I was like, these are both love you. and then it was so funny because we posted, I posted this article like what two, on Monday or something like that. Yeah, and I I haven't seen these before, and it's like oh I can't wait for them. Yeah. Maybe they'll come out in a month for over here, you know, in Oregon. Yeah, and it was there. It was like because oh, I am all th- there is there is literally one brew house in in Oregon that receives Firestone Walkers on release, and they usually get like a case, and yeah. that's it. And John and I are on the mailing list for for this one particular brew house. I'm not going to give out their name because screw you, there's only 24 bottles and I'm yep. getting there first. That's right. But John and I are on this list, and there's been a couple of times where John has texted me and said, hey, did you get this one? Yeah, okay, stop by on your way home. I'll, I'll, I'll pay I'll you back pay the you. 150 I'll, I'll bucks. I'll Venmo you, just do it. Like, yeah. you know what I want, just get it. And, uh, and so, like, I'll end up buying half the case um but uh they only get some of the fire of the firestone Firestone releases they don't they they don't get everything and uh and so typically we have to wait like another six to eight weeks for for things yeah, to start usually trickling we're out on here. The second runs, uh, a yeah. lot of the places, uh, a lot of the standard places are on like the second releases. Um, it, it's not a very fair process because I I know this process. Yeah, and it is a pay for play. It's pay it for play. A, it's it regional. Is. It's who you know. Yeah. It's, and so yeah. they, it is kind of a sneaky thing. Um, and I do try to put my money toward the smaller guys so they can kind of like do that. So, um, what, uh, hello, is it beer you're looking for? (laughs) (laughs) I can see it in your eyes. So, but I thought, I thought, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to ransom these for you. Uh, so you don't don't drink the ones that are for me out over at your place. Uh, well, I've I've definitely got some of yours. I I, yeah. I still have a Firestone of yours. Uh, yes. So I've got um, a Firestone. I've got a Fort George. I've I've got, I've got some some stacking up for you. Well, that's the thing so. is people start sending you stuff of mine. I'm like, oh, God, his his list is outwearing mine. I, I, I have to balance. I yeah, have to he, balance he's running out of leverage. He's not going to know I, if he gets all these. Exactly. So that's why I have to do it. And it's just like, <laughs> uh, I, I, I got to buy Jeff beer. This sucks, but I got to do it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> So uh, uh, that's all of our news for the week. Um, We don't have any entertainment stuff. If you have any questions, go ahead and chat us, super chat us, whatever. Make sure to join the Super Secret Discord because after this, probably within the next 10 minutes, we're going to be on a very selective few channels. Yes, on the we're, we're going to give uh, probably about seven minutes to Q&A. Then John and I are probably going to go uh, relieve ourselves really quick and then jump onto the after party. Uh, that's the problem with drinking two pints in, in just under two hours. Is, uh, at the end of two hours, you're kind of going. <laughs> I know. We 
What we, you know, what we hurry really, up with the outro, damn it. We really should do is if you could like somehow um, correlate the advertisements for each one of us to like, I'll do one advertisement, you do one, or the co-host does one. We can totally that do way, that. The other person goes in peace during. John, that. you have sixty seconds. Go. Go. By the way, I, did you notice how well I timed both those advertisements with uh, with the outro being visit roguecast.com and visit linode.com and both times they both switched over perfectly to whatever the logo or the promo yeah. code was. It's like There you go. Oh, I've got them dialed at this point. So uh All by right. the way, by the way, both of these are it's 11 and 13%. Ooh. So very, very decent sized beers. Uh, not that eight or six percent cocktail inspired. No, these are these are big beers. Yep. So. Oh, um, let's see. Uh, I can easily get you guys any Firestone beer that you want. Says nice price. Uh, we may take you up on that. And, yes, uh, I might. I, I hope you're willing to do multiple trips per year because yes, because there's a lot of stuff about there. once a quarter. I'm wanting like a case. <laughs> I know they have a subscription member base that is limited release, and I will pay for your subscription if you will uh, just ship me the stuff. We could be really good friends. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Jeff has some Firestone tires slightly used for John. <laughs> now, that would be an interesting. Can I burn firestone tires to boil my beer water to make beer <laughs> is that a firestone walker you know beer? we're not in california so technically you could burn firestone to make firestone yeah can, can i burn fire in california tires? it's illegal but in oregon you can totally light up rubber I, i'm gonna i'm gonna start a brewery called firestone uh firestone rollers or tires yeah and it's all of our beer is is <laughs> heated by firestone tires <laughs> Sorry, uh, Rom chimed in with uh, cantankerous begrudging friendship with aggressive generosity is a perfect friendship. Ah, <laughs> uh, Rom. Oh, Rom knows our relationship perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been here forever. Yes, it is. Uh, let's see. Is there some weird screen tear thing happening with the feed or do I need to start troubleshooting my displays? Not that I've seen and I have both None. the feed and our live show yeah. up and both. I think it's you, my friend, and I apologize for that. Uh, Rom asks if I can recommend him a whiskey. Um, Ooh, what's your budget? Well, this is Rom. I so oh, I think um. it's... Like if it's under two hundred US or seven hundred Australian, he's probably game. Um, Whiskey or sorry, I, I don't know what the conversion is right now. Um, well, it's rum, so I'm gonna assume scotch. Yeah. Um. Who boy. Um, well, okay, hang on. Like I, I, I'm a big fan of the Highland Parks right now. I really am. I have a bottle of that as well. The Highland yeah. Park Magnus is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, U.S. It's about forty dollars. It's a single malt Scotch from Highland Park, and it is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I've been jamming on I'll, that I'll one for a couple of years now. I'll drink that straight, no problem. Yep. Um, I do. I do again too. It depends. Um, there was someone else on the channel, but I do like the Glen Levitt Rum Select Scotch. Oh yeah. Uh, a lot a of the Caribbean cask scotches yeah. I have really been a fan of. Uh, there's also the Tullamore Dew uh, Irish whiskey that does a, a rum cask based. Uh, there's, 
God, did Glenn Livett do one? I, no, it wasn't Glenn Livett. Who was that? It, there's a um, there's another one. There's another there's another rum cast. There's another scotch. Caribbean, yeah. Um, but it's it's more of if you're it gives you that little bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. Less there's still a peatiness to it, but there's a sweetness at the front note, and it makes it easier to drink for that introductory to scotch. Yeah. And so it's a really good place. It's a most of the Caribbean stuff too is about ten dollars cheaper. Uh, it seems to be for me that I I notice here in. Uh, where we live, Oregon, I uh, you know maybe in Australia or other places maybe a little bit different. Yep. Um, I do love a, a, a black barrel. So. Uh, Rom says we're being too casual. Get freaky, but he'll try the Magnus. So no, yeah, the Magnus went, is he wants something extreme. Um, well, well, I have a bit peatier one, which is which is the Highland Parks Twelve. Eh, that one's that one's okay. That's that's still a Highland Scotch though. It's not an Isla it Scotch. It's not, it's not smoky. It's not it's not peaty. It's not mossy. It's, it's well, it's peatier than the Magnum. It is peatier than the Magna Magnus Magnus Magnus. Sorry, sorry. He, <laughs> I was gonna confuse with the condom that. Right. I Right. Yeah. Buy. He he was confused with his uh, his Magnum dong. <laughs> uh, Glenlivet eighteen. Uh, twenty year old rum cask Glenfiddich. Oh, there you go. Oh. oh, sorry, that was Rom. I, I don't know oh, that I could um, beat a recommendation over the 21-year-old Rum Finish Glenfiddich. I, I just don't know that I can. Oh, that no. one. Yeah, the Irish, the, the Sexton. The Irish, yeah, yeah. The Sexton, I was thinking. Yeah. That's a pretty Rom, good one. Uh, this one, John and I have both been... Oops, sorry. Uh, John and I have both been jamming on lately. This is a single malt Irish whiskey. Um, yep. and it's right in that $40 US range if you can get a hold of it. Uh, it's an absolutely fantastic Irish whiskey. Good stuff, good stuff right there. Uh, I don't know if you've had this. This is the uh, my just I'm only grabbing stuff because my liquor is a little bit closer than yours. <laughs> is the Balaton? Eh. Yeah, I know. Eh. Uh, oh, yeah, good old horse head. <laughs> the good old horse head. Um, you'll see this on a lot of like top 10 lists. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not as impressed yeah. as some of the other stuff. It just always shows up on everyone's like, I, top 10 list. I, I feel like, that way about so many different whiskeys. And I wonder, is it me? Because yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I get so many different top 10 lists. Like the Buffalo Trace bourbon is just like second to none. And I'm going... I've had it. It's okay. It's, yeah, it's okay. So, I wouldn't put it in my top ten, and and well, I'm even I, in. I'm even not saying like my top ten rise. I'm just saying like my top no, ten. No, yeah, no. Like you know what? You know what I really dig no? as a uh, Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig small batch. Uh, I yeah. have the cask strength small batch. Okay, yeah, it, it's 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 good. It's decent. I I actually prefer this over the. Uh, the horse, whatever, whatever. Oh, totally. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And it, no. it's like 20 bucks cheaper. Yeah. Elijah Craig Small Batch. You can get it here for about 25 to $30, depending on where you're shopping at. Um, man, it's just, it's hard to beat that one. 94 proof. Yeah. Um, you know, small uh, small batch American-made bourbon. It's just good. Honestly, you, you just have to experiment with your, your flavor profile. That, that, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, that's just what it's going to come down to. And 
it's going to be a ripoff buying the smaller bottles. Just just buy the standard bottle. That's your best price yeah. for value every time. Um, and experiment once a month. Dedicate twenty to forty dollars. That's Aussie, can. so it, like fifty to seventy. So Aussie, oh yeah, so fifty. You, you to gotta, you gotta up it a little bit. I, yeah. I, I don't know the conversion rate, so yeah. Uh, uh, it's high. Yeah, U.S. Okay, so Aussie <laughs> fifty to seventy. If you can dedicate that amount, they're about eighty-five cents or or eighty cents to. to the okay, dollar. yeah. So if you could dedicate that amount uh, to once a month, maybe five six weeks. Yep. So every third paycheck, yeah. something like that. Um, so. We've talked about it a couple of times, but how do you experiment with new whiskeys? And and I think that's a great way to do it because there is a dramatic return on investment diminish, sorry, diminished return on investment once you get above about the 40 to $50 mark with a lot of different liquors. Now, I'm not saying that the $100 liquor isn't better than the $40 liquor because it totally freaking is most of the time. But is it two and a half times better? No. Um, and, and actually in my earlier days, like a decade ago, I spent a crap ton of time going, what is a good bourbon? Like, like, let me get like the best example of a $50 bottle of bourbon that I possibly can. Okay. Now let me buy the $35 bottle. Now the $30 bottle. Now the $28 bottle. Now the 25, now the, now the 20, now the 18. Where is my cutoff point for where I feel the quality just dropped off the map. And and that's how I ended up with a lot of my different house liquors is, yeah. is sometimes you whittle them down and you go like, Di Sirono is great, but it's $28 for a, for a spirit and for an almond based spirit that, that, that is not in that many drinks that that is not the primary uh ingredient in, a, in even more drinks and do i really need to spend 28 to 35 dollars on a bottle of Serono or what a nine dollar bottle of diamor do the same thing and that's kind of what i found was oh, diamor yeah. is 90 percent the flavor profile of Serono. it's not that Serono isn't better but it's a third the cost oh no I'll, I'll, a lot of myself i'll get like monarch for for tropical mixing stuff like look i i, I there are better stuff out there that's tropical but again, back to the whiskey is like, this is this is my go-to. Yeah. Uh, out of all the stuff I have, this is mostly gone. Yep. You know, it's because I'm gonna go have a really quick, I'll, simple cocktail. I'll I'll even cut stuff with with Seagram Seven occasionally. I, oh, I do too. <laughs> I'll I do I'll too. make myself an old fashioned with two ounces of of uh, of a whiskey I, I, that I really want to taste, and then another three quarter ounce of of Seagram Seven. Yeah, the, uh, what I do is if I want a double, I call it a double old fashioned. Yeah, you know, uh, I want the big. The, pour. I got off work old fashioned. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It is okay. Here's the good stuff. I know I'm gonna taste it, but man, I just want that little extra push over the edge. All right, secret seven. There we go. Yep. Pop that in there. Just a little spot. Just a little, little spot. Cut. It's like yeah. okay, there, there we go. It's a little boozier. It's a little fun. Actually, you know what the other one is? It, it you can't see it, but this is the. Uh, this Jameson is the baby formula old. to my drywall. This this is a uh, cold brew stout. Oh yeah, and so I I my wife got me a um, Rhett would probably like this stormtrooper. That's a uh, badass bottle. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but that is the cold brew stout. I, I'm, uh, I'm irritated you didn't get my reference there. This is the baby powder to my drywall. Oh. <laughs> okay, I get that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right, and I think that's a great place to end episode 187 of Talking Heads. Join us every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news right here on YouTube on Craft Computing. Uh, if you didn't catch the show live, make sure to catch us on the replay on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Leave a comment, make sure to like this video, and subscribe to Craft Computing if you haven't done so already. Follow John on Twitter at Hops and Brews or subscribe to his YouTube channel if you like the beer content and want to see more of it. Follow me on Twitter at Craft Computing to keep up with my daily shenanigans. And as always, we will see you next Wednesday. See you guys. Cheers, everyone.